0: So talk about. we got a lot vine if had, monsters if I had a nickel for each thing we're talking about tonight that has had a crash landing into a wild jungle a
1: monster infested jungle, jungle I'd, I'd have
0: two nickels which isn't a lot but it's weird <laughs> that it happened twice
1: oh boy let's, let's get into it Well, it's Wednesday night, and Cameron and Rachel are hanging out yet again, which must mean it's Star Starformer Zillamation night. Welcome to Rebels and Robots and RAR mm. and Rotoscoping But no Rotoscoping et cetera. tonight. <laughs> no Etc tonight. And, uh, well, there will be a little bit in news. I've got a fun news thing that might... Uh, I have so much news, Cameron. I've got a news thing that's going to hook in a, a, an additional thing that should definitely be on this podcast but unfortunately is not like won't have something for a little while so but Mm. uh we could maybe talk about in the future anyways uh this is episode 48 uh this is our well i'm cameron i'm rachel (laughs) i got out of order (laughs) Uh, this is our bi-weekly chat about star wars and transformers and godzilla (laughs) and animation and whatever else we want to talk about Whatever else we subject you to, uh, we you are listeners entering into our sicko mode for the <laughs> next uh, month and a half, where we are going to be t- covering both a movie from the MonsterVerse, oh as well <laughs> as multiple episodes of Bad Batch Season Three. It's a good thing the first three episodes didn't launch next week.
0: Because then we'd have four episodes of Bad Batch and (laughs) King of the Monsters. And I will not be shutting up during King of the Monsters. So.
1: Oh, very good. Um,. So, we will be talking a whole lot about today's subject. We have a lot of time to talk about both a movie and three episodes of this season premiere, which we didn't know what was going to happen until a month ago, but here we <laughs> no. are. We had our they whole, dropped it, and we're like, oh, crap. We had our whole Mon March Madness planned out, and then uh, Lucasfilm was like, oh, also... Mon
0: Moth March Madness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, we've also got uh, Bad Batch Mowary. <laughs> Feb- oh, Season three forever. Bad barch. Bad barch. (laughs) (laughs) We've got Mon March Barch Madness. Mon March Bad Barch Madness. (laughs) The M is gone, so it doesn't really (laughs) work. Mm. Um we'll workshop it. March (laughs) Madness. Dang it. (laughs) Uh so Wow, this is a great start to uh this what's probably gonna be a three hour episode. This, be a hot second. this might be our longest episode ever. I'm not oh I can check just, here wait, a second. just wait, just wait till two weeks. So I've got big news that just happened last night. This we normally talk about news. Rachel's normally our news person, but I asked her if she had this and she didn't. Uh but she's not heard this headline yet. I don't, I don't. So something that we are both very much into is the Jurassic Park films. Specifically the original film. And um if you don't know, there's the three original Jurassic Park movies, and then there was the three Jurassic World films, which got progressively worse, um, and Rachel and I saw the last one together in theaters, and... But we got uh, to see Jeff Goldblum. And it was supposed to and be... And y- Yes. And Samuel. It, it was supposed to be the quote-unquote endgame of... Uh, the Avengers endgame of Jurassic Park movies, where they brought together the new cast and the old cast, and you would think that would mean it would be the end for a while, but no... Uh, Universal is very much on the fast track to trying to get another supposed Jurassic World. We don't know exactly if it's going to be a Jurassic World movie or Jurassic oh Park. We, they're saying it's going to be a new start to a new trilogy. We know nothing about it yet. Um, they unofficially, I, it's always hard to tell if something's confirmed or not, but about two weeks ago, David Leach was supposedly very close to becoming the director. David Leach directed, uh, the Deadpool films, Um, well, he directed Deadpool 2, he works on the John Wick movies, uh, he, and he's made some other, uh, he also made the, uh, quite good, um, Bullet Train in 2022. Um, he's like a fun action guy. Within a week of the headlines coming out saying that he looked like he was going to direct the next Jurassic Park movie, he was officially out over creative differences. Well, last night, it was officially confirmed that, uh, Gareth Edwards- Is going to be making this guy, very relevant to our podcast, director of Godzilla 2014 and Rogue One, at least most of Rogue One, not the reshoots, supposedly. So this guy... Really? If this guy makes this, this will be three series you and I both very much care about. So are we going to get a dark, gritty Jurassic World movie? Ah, Who knows? I mean, they definitely tried that with the last two Jurassic World films, but... I mean, this is the guy to go for, right? I mean, this is a great... This seems like a really obvious choice, but... We'll
0: watch your progress with great interest.
1: Yes. So, very excited about Ah, this. Gareth, Um, don't let us down. They're fast-tracking this to hope... They want it to come out in 2025. Oh, my gosh! (laughs) We'll see if that happens. Whoa! Uh, We'll see if this guy even stays on. But, um, I mean, this would... This has the potential to be the best Jurassic Park sequel. I don't like any of the sequels. Um, yeah. some people are starting to come around on Lost World. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so I can't say I might need to rewatch it at some point. Hey, people
0: might not have liked Lost World, but every single other movie that came out in the next 15 years tried to copy it. <laughs>
1: that's true. That's so true. Um, and so yeah, so that's, that's a Jurassic Park would definitely be something we would cover on this podcast. Dinosaur. If there was anything to really talk about in that realm. Then we can hear me talk about the books. <laughs> So, if we're still podcasting by the time this next one comes out, we can do the same thing with Mon March Madness, but with the Jurassic Park movies leading up to oh. it. We can watch all six oh. movies. What other news do you have?
0: There's a new Godzilla X-Kong trailer that came out.
1: Yes, I did not watch it. I
0: did not watch it either. I didn't know if you are going to watch it because Cameron typically will just watch the first one and then go blind yes. for the rest of it. So, I didn't watch it, um, but I did... So that, that was new. So if there's a new one you want to go see, it, it's the official second trailer, go watch it. I might give it a look see, but might not. Um but other than that, this is just some interesting information. So we've seen the baby monkey.
1: Yes. Uh he has a name. Suko. Suko. Like, Which right. sounds like Sokka from
0: Avatar like yeah. Zuko and Saga. Uh, Anyways. He's their baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ew. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I think I edit that out. Cut that. Um
1: She's already asleep. She
0: is. We're not, we're not going to talk about the live action Netflix series because the more I hear about it, the more awful it sounds <laughs> side tangent. We're going to make a better, a better one than the M night Shyamalan. And the creators keep <laughs> opening their mouths and it's just <laughs> awful. Anyways, apparently Suko in this, uh, uh, did you turn me down?
1: I turned down our headsets. Oh. <laughs> no, your volume is the same. It was just a little too loud for us. We're, we have good audio levels.
0: Anyways, um You don't have to go louder. I, know. Any- I was turning myself up. <laughs> Anyways, um apparently Suko, this little monkey guy in Godzilla X Kong and Kong, Skull Island Kong, are the same height.
1: Oh my gosh. That's wild. Which is <laughs> that's bizarre.
0: Insane and someone someone said apparently so I follow this YouTube site. Our YouTube channel called Goji Center. Goji Center does a lot of in-depth analysis about um, Godzilla, especially the Legendary Verse and other monster movies. And they're almost like we would almost argue that Suko's is a little bit taller than Kong, and apparently Hollow Earth Kongs are bigger than Skull Island Kongs, which does make sense if you kind of look comparatively between uh, this new villain and Kong. But absolutely mind blowing that they are around the same height.
1: Yeah, that is – that really shows, one, how big Kong has gotten since then, um, which is – we'll talk about this later, actually. The the scale of Kong, we'll talk about that once we actually get into the movie. But, yeah, the the size of these creatures is very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Talking about Kong, um, I think bringing back a, a segment I loved around the promotion of – uh transformers rise of the beast was the posters every week okay. uh, we have a very cool poster about Go- godzilla x kong for oh, chinese new year
0: that's not nice. uh it's
1: a very it's got like this dragon thing it's, it's from the side it's red and gold um yeah it's a nice uh yeah. visually pleasing poster that
0: poster had been at that comic toy thing we went to i
1: would bought that <laughs> um also around uh some some kong or godzilla stuff uh, Toho Godzilla's Facebook page posted this. I thought these were really cool. They're doing a Godzilla Skate or Die comic. Uh, description says, it's the King of the Monsters versus Varon, or v- Varon? V-A-R-A-N? Yeah. I looked him up. He's a classic Japanese monster. <sighs> versus Teenage Australian Skate Punks? I might check out this comic. I want to see how they managed to make... Skate punks relevant to a Godzilla Who's more story. more disruptive
0: to an industrial location, skate punks or Godzilla?
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. So Godzilla skate or die. This art is uh, very, very amusing. Uh, really fun to look at. So, what else you got?
0: <laughs> so, I just saw this. It's from uh, CBR, and it just popped up in my Google. And it's they uh, were talking with Anna Sawai, who is. Kate from Monarch Legacy of Monsters about an update of season 2 and this is the title of the article Monarch Legacy of Monsters star offers disappointing season 2 update and I went oh what does that mean <laughs> basically what it means is there is there is no update yeah Um uh. <laughs> uh, actually she spoke with Screen Rant um, she said I talked to uh, the other actors you know who were May in uh, Kentaro She's like, I speak to them all the time, and we still don't know if uh-huh. there's going to be a second season. She goes, I'm asking the same question to the producers and the showrunner, Chris Black. Um, and so I'd like to know if you find out. Um, so the show, showrunner, Chris Black, um, stated this past January that Mark series had done very well. He was optimistic about a second season. Um, <laughs> this is what made me made me laugh. Apple subscribers reportedly tuned in for Monarch. Following Monarch's premiere in November 2023, Apple Plus TV reported that the series had become the number one first season drama on the streamer.
2: Whoa. despite
0: not sharing viewership statistics.
2: <laughs> Black's
0: <laughs> comments seemed to indicate that a lot of subscribers tuned in weekly for some monster filled shenanigans. They must've been watching a different show than we were. <laughs> um, critical reception was also high for legacy of monsters with the series currently stated 90% on the review aggregate website, rotten tomatoes. Um, anyways, I just thought that was, that was kind of funny of <laughs> despite not sharing viewership statistics. I just thought that was kind of funny. If you want to hear us uh, just trash talk legacy of monsters, you can listen to the past couple episodes at the end of the year. But um
1: overall Um What what are what other news do you have? I have a lot. Um so this is not news, but this is a somewhat a correction, an update, a note from last week's episode, or our last episode. So I would so as you recall no, we were looking at the posters from Godzilla 2014 from other countries, and the Japanese one had the main actors on it, and we were—I didn't even oh, recognize her. and his her, mom and was I on it. His mom on it, and I had no idea why. We were very confused as to why we did not really recognize this actress. Well, in the last two weeks, I was listening to an episode of one of my favorite podcast it's called blank check this episode is from called 20 rebels and robots no <laughs> uh and this they were talking about i believe it was their episode on saving private ryan not really relevant they this podcast what i love about it is like us they go on unrelated tangents um in this episode i believe this episode was from 2019 so this oh. podcast is it had That's been the
0: Year king of the monsters came out
1: well they were talking about they were just like making jokes they were listing off like when like Respected actors are in like Hollywood trash, like out of nowhere. Um, and they made a joke about Juliette Binoche being in Godzilla twenty fourteen. What are you in this movie? And I was like, Who is that? Well, I've already given away. I looked it up. She's the actress who played the mother. So I was like, Why is this an example? I don't know who this is at all. I looked it up. She's an Oscar-winning actor. <laughs> in nineteen ninety seven, she won Best Actress for the movie The Egl- English Patient. And in two thousand and one, she was nominated for Best Actress for the movie Shucka Law. With Johnny Depp. So this she is... It is not actually that surprising that it's she is on the poster. It's more <laughs> surprising that she plays this one-scene yeah. character at the beginning of Godzilla 2014. An Oscar-winning and nominated actress. So I have no idea who she is. I've never seen any movies with I her. I haven't. But um, both funny and sad at the same time. But the fact that it... my Our question... Was answered on a totally unrelated podcast because they're in our walls, Cameron. When the pod, this podcast came out years ago, but it was also years after that movie came out, yeah. so it was a very weird coincidence.
0: It's almost like Hollow World time travel. <laughs> mm. uh,
1: what other news you got?
0: Diego Luna announced that uh, film that the filming for Andor season two has finished.
1: Yes, we previously talked about this. I believe at least, at least they were very close to being done, so
0: they are done. Cool. They are done. So we're going to get it. Hopefully. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I hope it's good.
1: You know, this is the one area I feel like we don't have to worry about something being shot, finished, and not released. Everything outside of... I will go straight to Dave <laughs> Filoni's home if we do not get Andor Season Pretty two. much, it Star Wars, I think, might be one of the very few safe things. Maybe, like, some very few franchises. Outside of those very few franchises, right now, there's always a slim chance or moderate chance that something will be shot and not released. It hasn't happened a lot, but it is happening more and more. Um, and I think a star Wars thing at this point is incredibly, it would have to be really terrible for them not to release. I think um, other news, this is not news, but in in, in uh, the same vein as the poster uh, I found actually, this was while I was watching the super bowl. Um. So if you don't know, this is a side tangent. This relates to animation and one of our favorite things, Spongebob. Uh, The Super Bowl was also broadcasting on Nickelodeon, at which time the game was being commentated on by Spongebob SpongeBob and Patrick Patrick with the actors doing live commentary in in character. So I had that playing on my laptop while I watched the actual Super Bowl on my television. So I was seeing Cartoon Network commercials as well. And this led me to see something. On Nickelodeon? Yeah, uh, no, sorry, Nickelodeon commercials, oh, not like... Cartoon Network, like kids commercials, <laughs> like toy commercials that I would sure, not see maybe. otherwise. Well, I saw a commercial for Kong X Godzilla toys, Oh shoot! and this stuff is super hilarious. This very much, if you've ever seen, something I'm really fascinated by and has really showed up in my algorithm on the internet is 90s toy commercials are hysterical. And I feel like toy commercials aren't like this anymore. But I find this It's because we don't have so commercials funny. anymore.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's actual things of the toys themselves, and it looks really, really cheap. Like,
0: <laughs> oh. Wait! No! Go back! Go back! Go back! Go back Ten seconds. Did that say with Titanus, Doug? Oh, my
1: gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. <laughs> yeah. So, Suko <laughs> comes with Doug, who is, you... is this big lizard boy that Doug we saw in like Godzilla vs. Kong. Doug
0: distant cousin from the Godzilla genius. Like a... Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> but, like, the Suko toy just throws a rock and hits Scar in the face. Do you realize everyone's
0: going to buy that solely for Doug? <laughs> That's the only way they knew they were going to be able to sell Suko toys, if they put Doug in it.
1: Like it's just showing these toy like
0: six six inch and eleven inch.
1: This this commercial is just so funny to me. I find it so amusing how cheap it is, how it's, it's like
0: I already have a Godzilla. Actually. I feel like
1: majority of toy commercials are like re- in at least in America are like really slick and clean and like well lit and like don't show the actual toy that much because they don't <laughs> they want they show you animations. They sell you the characters, not the toys themselves. But the fact that this has so much footage of the actual toys barely doing anything, like doing what they actually do, which is barely move. <laughs> toys. I find it so amusing. Oh my gosh. And I even um, I took a screenshot of one of the moments, and I think it is so dang funny. <laughs> it's this, uh, you know, both. Both uh, Kong and Godzilla, they have like, you know, they make sounds like, you know, toys typically do. Screonk. But the way that they are sorry, I lost it. Gosh, Karen. The way they are showing it in this commercial is like with these sound waves. And <laughs> they're they're both yelling at Scar <laughs> King at the same time and he has just a it was a toy, so he has a very <laughs> blank expression. So there's this single image of them just like yelling in both ears. It's like it feels like idiot in stereo. <laughs>
0: This is Athena and us during the podcast. <laughs> um, so I found this toy commercial Let's very good. One of my it. top
1: moments of the pod of top the Super Bowl. Of the pod. Uh, what else you got?
0: Um, so this is something that we have joked about a lot during uh Mandalorian season three, but um Emily Swallow, who is the armorer, she uh, she was on a podcast of uh oh gosh who's who's the podcast what the heck um well oops i don't know whose podcast this is my bad um uh but so she she confirmed that pedro pascal currently only voices only voices the mandalorian he's not on set at this Uh current moment um and Brandon Wayne is the main guy and then the stunt uh I, well Brandon Wayne is uh John Wayne's grandson yeah and then uh and she's, Crowder is stunts
1: she's talking retroactively about season three yes because they ha- they're not shooting anything no. currently
0: no. So yeah, retroactively season three, but that was that was just something we we joked about a lot that he probably uh-huh. recorded his lines in the trailer for The Last of Us um, <laughs> Yes. via like iPhone memo, and so that was like just kind of confirmation.
1: Um, and now, if you didn't see, he's also gonna be Mister Fantastic in the next Fantastic Four film, so he's got even more to do now. Yeah, that,
0: <laughs> that Mandalorian movie is never coming out. <laughs> Mando and Grogu. Uh, eventually, he's
1: gonna be and Grogu. <laughs>
0: They're going to put Grogu back with Luke because Mando's not even going <laughs> to be on set. Oh. Okay. I have a lot of video game news for Star Wars.
1: Uh, okay. I, I'm out of news. So just, All I, right. Give me a rapid fire. So we have a lot to talk about with our subject. We're already 20 minutes. In. So,
0: uh, you said that Star Wars is pretty safe; that things don't get filmed and then often, or things you know, things don't get like filmed and then you know, uh, thrown away. The same cannot be said for Star Wars video games. Uh-huh. ah, uh-huh. uh-huh. very <laughs> true. Um, yes, but so currently, there are many games in in development. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Jedi, the third game in the Star Wars Jedi trilogy, which is yep. with Cal Kestis, my boy. That one's gonna happen Ain't for sure. Sort of better. Um, there is. This was just released. There will be a Mandalorian bounty hunter bounty hunter's first person shooter game, this, yep. which is going to be pretty linear. Um, Star Wars Outlaws, which is a game trailer that we watched. Mm, it's by I think it's by EA.
1: Was that? That's a Ubisoft. One. Yeah,
0: it's Ubisoft. Yeah. It's open mm-hmm. world. It's they, It's akin to Grand Theft Auto. There is a Bit Reactor strategy game coming out. Not uh, familiar with that.
1: Uh, a what?
0: Bit Reactors. Is that a company? I think so. I I'm not familiar with it. Um, there is the continually discussed Kotor uh, remake, which has been shelved, but yeah. I guess maybe it's not shelved anymore. Yeah. That one. Those a little... who don't know, Kotor stands for Knights, Knights of the, the Old Republic.
1: Republic. It's one of the early two thousands. Like it's an MMORPG. Like, X ex- was it just on? I think it was just on Xbox. Well, you Old Republic P- was MMO. Mm-hmm. Knights of the Old Republic was just single player. True, and then RPG. Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, anyways. People are wanting to see that. Um, there is the Star Wars Eclipse game that we do not have a date we've, for. We've only for
1: t- gotten like a story trailer that was yeah. incredibly vague. I bet we won't ever see that yeah. one with how little news we've gotten on it. It looked really cool. No idea what any of it meant, but it looked cool.
0: Yeah. Supposedly Skydance, and apparently Skydances has a Star Wars game coming out. I haven't heard anything about that. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I saw this really funny tweet that said um can't wait for the first person mandalorian game and someone took a picture of tatooine and just like <laughs> scribbled out the vi- like the visual hud of a mandalorian helmet uh-huh. so you know it's like only half the screen yeah, is all you're seeing good. is
1: in a t-shape yes. very funny. so
0: good and then this just got announced yesterday Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection will release March 14th yeah. on Xbox, PS5, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. And this is going to bring the classic versions of Battlefront and Battlefront 2 with 64-player online battles, new features, and bonus content, including Kit Fisto and Asajj Ventress. So, no Battlefront 3, but, you know, bringing back the classics. I used to play that with my brother a lot. I used to get so mad because he'd kill me every single time, but it is what it is. He was better at it than me.
2: <laughs>
0: um, There was some news. They did... Uh, Cal Kestis did a... Speaking of video games, Cal Kestis did a short um, interview. I can't well, remember who... I doubt
1: Cal Kestis, the video game Shut character, up. did an interview. Cameron Monaghan... Like... S- no, did... if it was in character, <laughs> uh, that'd be great. I would be all for it. Oh they do gosh, do that sometimes. They will no. do like animated character interviews. Cameron Monaghan... Monaghan? Monahue?
0: Yes, Monaghan. 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 I was like, I was on either side Cam- of it. Cameron Monaghan is yeah. just Cal Kestis. There is no <laughs> in-between. But so he had made a comment where he said he didn't want a cameo. He wanted to be in live action, but he didn't want a cameo in live action if it didn't have meaning. Sure. Which valid makes sense. And if they bring in Cal Kestis, I want I want him to be. I, I want him to. Mm, I love Cal Kestis. That's He's a... He's up there. With, he's getting up there for you? He, yeah, he's been up there.
1: I can see that. Yeah, I mean, especially if you spend that much time two whole video games. I've spent so much
0: time with him. You, like, <laughs>
1: you know, as, in the way that we spend time with characters enjoying their media, I can totally understand that. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I think I've said it before, I don't know why you cast an actor, an actual like movie actor, television actor, make the, char- the video game character look like them. I don't see why you do that without any, any intention to eventually... But also, I think at the time they were making those video games, they thought they'd be making a movie a year. So they thought, "Oh yeah, we'll definitely make a movie off this very quickly." And now we don't get any movies, so I think that's probably what we probably would have had him on in life, or very shortly would have it if. Movies I were, want be him
0: consistent. to show up in that six point five movie or the Empire. I want yeah, him yeah. to be there. Um, so this isn't quite some news, but this is a quick- maybe
1: he'll adopt Grogu because they can't get. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh man Mandalorian back and Lu- Luke's school gets destroyed so he can't train. <laughs> um
0: so this isn't news but this is something that grinds my gears and I wanted to talk
1: about it <laughs> and what is this podcast but not so the I'm not gonna say I'm not
0: gonna say who posted it but n- it just continues to blow my mind when pages folk when pages post the most fake AI generated movie posters sure, sure, and there's just thousands of comments about this is so real and so a page i saw um don't say the name because i didn't crop it out okay. posted this picture with the little disney plus logo and Lucas on the bottom of star wars the beginning and it's just some oh, awful a.i generated image of pregnant uh shmi
1: skywalker yes, i saw this and it just this was definitely doing the rounds it's it, very generic like it doesn't it's nothing it is it and, it, it, it very well could be like any pregnant woman in robes yeah. and you slap a star a fake star wars title yeah. on it and
0: the comments were exactly what you were thinking of all of the this is i can't wait for this this is so really? good i do no, expect for the real. other
1: way of people be like this is dumb i would never watched no this.
0: all of the comments were almost in support Interesting. I can't, I can't believe i saw no one saying this is obviously fake i was like this is gonna be so good this is what we wanted this is gonna be better than the sequel trilogy you know I was just like I don't care it's just the part of me that's like media literacy is dead. Uh-huh. Absolutely. No one it really is. this is all like everyone makes fun of their like boomer grandparents for falling for phishing <laughs> schemes on through the Gmail. Uh-huh. This is this is the modern generation's <laughs> fake. Every single time there's an obviously fake movie poster that they're like, This is a
1: like You stop it. It's dumb. Anyways, I just wanted to talk about that because I was just like so as of right now, my uh, number one enemy in the fandom is the people posting daily birthday <laughs> posts. And yours is the really terrible so AI bad. generated it posters. Is. I will just hate AI <laughs> as an artist. Don't blame you. It, it yeah, we could go on a. I think maybe at some point that will become very relevant. Either there will be mm. something that we that will force <sighs> to talk about that. Ah. But it will it will probably come up. Uh any one other news you got? Does it? Okay, that was, that's what I wanted to end on. <laughs> so you want to talk about Kong? Or you want to talk about Bad Batch first? Bad Batch is pretty fresh in our mind right now. Yeah, I want to talk about Bad Batch. Sure, sure. So, sure. Quick recap. Um, so Bad Batch season one was one of our earliest things that we got together regularly it was one, it was one to one of the watch. First thing, no, season two. Well, season not non? Oh, pre-podcast. to watch in general. Yeah, I forgot about um, that. And then a year ago. Rachel's reacting to something. I thought I accidentally
0: funny. deleted my entire <laughs> notes.
1: <laughs> Ooh, stress. Um, so a year ago was uh the first season thing that we two. covered on this show was Bad Batch season two, um, wow. and Bad Batch is full about full circle. <laughs> yeah, the one Bad Batch season three <laughs> ends. We're we're done. We're gonna close up podcast. Oh. <laughs> um, it is about five clones six clones if you include omega
0: right four
1: original well the original bad bets Batch- well, four yeah so you got hunter wrecker tech crosshair mm-hmm. then you add echo and then you add omega that's six
0: it's actually hunter echo, <laughs> okay wrecker yeah, so they all <laughs> cross yeah <laughs> oh. <and> we-
1: <laughs> you have the original five well the original four technically plus echo plus echo so the original four are genetically modified clones defects and if we need to go back and even- <laughs> so there was a Jedi named Saifadias, and he got <laughs>
0: <laughs> and a planet called Camino, and no one knew about it for some reason.
1: If you don't know what a clone is, I don't know why you're listening to this. You podcast. need to rewatch the prequel re-watch, rewatch Star Wars, and then come back. Um, you can the, skip Clone Wars. It's All okay. the Just clones skip to seven, are identical, seven. genetically identical, but these four. Clones are genetically modified, so they look different. They behave different. They, they technically have different voices, but they are all voiced by the same man, They're the Bradley Jager. Uh, but they all have distinct voices because he's a master of voice acting. And then they they recruited Echo, who was a, they call a reg, a regular clone. After
0: but, they saved him mm-hmm. uh, from the Citadel in season seven. And the last time we saw him was either season four or five, thought he was of dead. Of Clone Wars. Of clon- oh, gosh, yeah, Clone Wars.
1: <laughs> and he... Uh, is now a cyborg, and so he joined the Bad Batch. And then an arm. at the beginning of season one of Bad Batch, um, is the beginning of Order Sixty Six. <laughs> all the other clones turn bad, or at least almost all of them. And we get to see Tiny C- Cain and Yes, back when he's Caleb Doom. And at the, it is Sounding at this point
0: thirty like year old man.
1: It's at this point that most of the Bad Batch choose to go against the Empire, except for Crosshair. Uh, the sniper of the group. He joins the Empire. They. Uh, m- a lot of this goes over them protecting a. what they discover is a young female clone named Omega, who, as we are continuing to learn through Season 3, is something very special about her other than just the fact that she is, is a woman or a young woman. Girl! Um, Girl!
0: And Girl. then
1: uh, last season was pretty much them on Side the run. Posting. Doing various tasks, um, and it ended with Tech dying, dying yeah. uh, who was his name describes his role on the crew the nerd um echo goes off with rex uh, commander rex who's a who's one of the most popular he's a captain clones. first of all captain rex get it right when does he become a commander is he not a commander ever no he's okay. always been captain interesting okay is it commander cody is that what i'm thinking yep. of uh um,
0: commander cody
1: and Who,
0: wait we haven't seen him yet yeah oh shoot
1: and uh o- about omega gets captured um, by a, a science facility uh, for the Empire, and Dr. that's also him, okay. that's also where um, Crosshair has ended up. So at the beginning of season three, we have Hunter and Wrecker together. Wrecker is the big dumb guy, the himbo, uh, current consistently Rachel's favorite kind of character, and Hunter is the leader of the group. And so they're together, and they're trying to find and save Omega. And they probably presume they might end up saving Crosshair by accident along the way. Unfortunately, <laughs> and the worst outcome. The Most important thing here for context is this is a Crosshair hate podcast. <laughs> uh, if you listen to our best of, of our first episode of our first season, I mean, uh, you'll hear a lot of hate for this episode um, for this character. I mean, <laughs> sorry. Um, you want to describe what what who is Crosshair? What, what's our what's the running I just,
0: joke? I I just don't think he's neat.
1: <laughs>
0: um, he's just a nasty rat man. He's He just gives off bad vibes. I would not trust him with my drink. Yeah, he
1: literally talks like a snake. He does. His name is Crosshair, and he's just constantly I, telling so, Omega to so go away.
0: Personally, I I disliked Crosshair before it was cool.
1: <laughs> I disliked. When, he was, when he was still technically a good guy in Clone Wars Season 7.
0: <laughs> you are not... Bad just because you are a bad guy does mean you are bad, or no? Just because you are a good guy does yeah. Whatever that reference I'm trying to make. I didn't like him from the first introduction in season seven because this is when they're, and I'm not all that fond of like Echo I mean, I think he's fine. He's a he's a guy. Um, he's cool. he's all right. I didn't like it because uh, Rex, who I think is a pretty cool character. He's, he, I, I'm not like obsessed with the clones. Sure. But they're very interesting for sure. Um and the rescuing Echo Crosshair makes a comment where he's like, if he was such a good uh If he was such a good <laughs> <laughs> if he was such a good soldier, you wouldn't have left him behind or some stupid comment like that. And I was like, Ooh, you're just you just suck as a person. And that that's where it started. I was like, that's kind of mean to say. So, anyways, he's just um the The first season, there's been there's like a lot of um, theorizing. Oh, it's the chip. It's the chip. It's probably not Crosshair. And then we find out in the season finale, Crosshair is actually just a jerk. Yeah, and he was acting on his own. Um, at least following orders in the beginning, but he's a- he's just actually a terrible person. But he does save Omega at the end of season one from drowning, so that's pretty nice. But so. We do not like him.
1: Yes. So we begin uh season seven oh, season three. Oh Sorry. my god. We talk about Clone Wars.
0: Bad Bad Season Three. Can you imagine five <laughs> seasons
1: of what season two was? It would have lost you. us. Uh t- it premiered tonight, uh, with three episodes. Um so only
0: 13 more.
1: Are you serious? It's 15 episodes for this season. That's 16. Oh, <laughs>
0: Well, so sixteen, but I only think really like ten or eleven weeks because there are two weeks oh, that have yeah. doubles, so yeah. like yeah. nine more weeks maybe.
1: And um, so the, episode, the first episode is called Confined. Uh, we start off this this episode is pretty much oops, all Omega. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the first half of of an ep, of an episode and episode three is the second half of this episode pretty much yeah this this episode is pretty much all set up so not a lot actually happened pretty much everything that happened to this is interesting though doesn't i think i respect that they attempted something a little more moody and slow but also my immediate thought was we constantly complained about season two being way too slow and my thought went <laughs> was just imagining hat man um uh, Dave oh, Filoni, not going,
0: not the Hat Man, no, Dave Filoni. No. <laughs> I was uh, like, wow. Star Wars Hat
1: Man, <laughs> going, hmm, noted, slower, good, okay, cool. Uh, we start with uh, the stormtroopers crashing on the planet Tantus, which is where Omega is Hemlock's research is being housed. Is. Um, Big old pyramid. What is his title? Is he a com- is he like a science officer, Hemlock, or what? Is-
0: uh, I think he's some form of chief officer. Yeah. he's definitely a he- he's a doctor, so he's got his doctorate.
1: And he is a very Weasley man. He is a
0: Weasley man. He, and we see him last season, um, in and out, not quite like, gr- or kind of growing into like the main antagonist, really. Um, yes,
1: yes, yes. And so the stormtroopers who crash on their way to landing on Tantis are killed by some creatures out in the forest. There are creatures in and the And so this is what we referenced at the beginning of the, of the episode, which is... uh much like kong it's a bunch of soldiers crashing <laughs> in a hostile jungle and getting uh, killed by all the creatures there uh, but they didn't have uh any main characters with them unfortunately no. so they all get wiped out
0: but oh, continue I was, uh, I, was I was
1: gonna i was gonna say that this episode's pretty much a lot of repetition it is, is showing that omega's day is the same in and out there's a dripping sink in her very small confined space. She's doing tally marks. I made the joke that she actually knows how to do tally marks <laughs> in groups of five, unlike Ray kids. in episode seven, who just does one at a time. Um, uh, uh, we have Omega wistfully looking out the window. Uh, we see this very sad crosshair. This is a <laughs> defeated man.
0: Um, I made a comment when we started the episode. I said, "What's our days without crosshair count?" Because Mm. we joked about. Oh yeah, how could I forget? We joked about you know it's like did the did the uh... so the trailer set us back from our like six month jaunt Uh uh, or whatever. And so I asked, "What's our days without crosshair?" And Cameron just goes, "I have an app on my phone that counts (laughs) that."
1: (laughs) So as of right now zero we know we typically consider podcasting the the moment that we have it so if you don't remember a year ago there was a lot of episodes without crosshair <laughs> yes. like he was like in the first episode and then he wasn't in like nine episodes we saw straight.
0: it was like episode, so episode three, three and then we didn't see him till like episode
1: eight that's right, right maybe yeah. episode i remember it was like was, episode we 11 like, there was like yeah it, i think it was the 11th or 12th episode um it ha- so if we, we counted the trailer as a crosshair incident, it's been 28 days. This is the uh, the photo that I used for him. Him just snarling. <laughs> I, oh, I did it right as Rachel was drinking. Ugh,
0: that went up my nose. Uh, it's
1: been 28 days, one hour, 42 minutes since a crosshair incident. And I'm resetting that Ugh, to zero. The
0: worst.
1: Uh, today is February 21st. It's... A- Yes.
0: Oh, my nose is burning. <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry. Um and uh you, I also so it's really funny that a moment ago when you did your impression of Crosshair, you squeezed your nose together because while we were watching the episode, you went you just while while he was talking Crosshair, you just went Squidward energy. <laughs> um we're seeing they're testing. They are testing the blood of a bunch of clones. And um, they say that they're they're testing it for M count, which if you're a Star Wars geek, you know that means Mandalor. Mand- <laughs> mand- sorry, I almost made Midi- that joke. Midichlorian Mandal- count.
0: How many Mandalorians they got in them?
1: <laughs> Midichlorians are microscopic organisms. Is, is micro? Dang, sorry, <laughs> microscopic organisms in your blood that give you the Force.
0: It's what George Lucas wanted our, the main cast of his sequel tri- of his sequel trilogy to shrink down to and fight
1: yes um and so they keep saying that they want to be able to transfer s- like blood or or something they want, so they keep they're, looking, about doing some sort they're of transfer. looking for
0: like a midichlorian transfer that doesn't degrade yeah after transfer
1: so they pretty yeah so I, I, I wonder what they want that <laughs> i guess i guess what i would would it would seem the implication there is if the idea would be okay well if if the number of minichlorians influences your connection to the force, then you could just transfer minichlorians from some one to the other. But the implication here, I would think, is um, if you try to transfer minichlorians from one being to the other, they almost always just degrade, and you don't have any any transfer whatsoever. They're looking for someone special who has whose minichlorians are strong enough to be transferred from one body to the next, which continues to, across Mandalorian, uh, Kenobi and bad batch they seem to be explaining how the research went into play for palpatine to come back to life which is a very strange thing to want to establish because we already know that he comes back to life in episode nine somehow yeah exactly (laughs) so i'm not sure exactly because if that's what they're going for because i hope it's not i hope there's something else but as of right now it seems to be we are simply getting the foundations. Well, because for... everyone complained that there wasn't foundation. Granted, but they did bring it, it back n- randomly. It's not really interesting retroactively, no, though. Like if if we had not had episode 9 yet and these shows were happening and we didn't know what they oh, were doing. that would have been interesting. It would have been interesting. But retroactively we already know that he comes back to life in episode 9 unless they're planning to bring him back to life again <laughs> oh, no! in uh Ray's movie. Oh, uh, I hope not. <laughs> or in um episode 6.5
0: let the palpatine die
1: kill it if you have to yeah um nonetheless there's very clearly a lot of research within the empire going into how to pretty much quantify the force how which, to like make it a genetic thing
0: which pulls in my my question what if omegas raise mom
1: yes you had that joke <laughs> yeah that what about, they could be also explaining yeah where ray came from Oh my gosh because if you don't know I... ray is a genetic clone of she palpatine she
0: is the daughter of a failed okay yeah sorry
1: not clone. yeah yes yeah, yeah. thank you yes she is the not a failed a a clone of palpatine had a daughter um was it a clone or a son
0: it was a failed clone
1: well he, he's like when you say failed what do you mean failed like, some
0: defect i don't think he was okay enti- i think i have to read shadows of the empire to get a little bit more information it's on my to be read list but i from what we know like a failed clone some form of defect
1: i see but he was not failed in the sense that he lived he was a person he lived he was a person, yeah, he lived. He he, was a person. He, yeah and then he had a wife of something and then they they had ray and they that's why she hid they hid her because they knew that palpatine, palpatine would, would want to use her for something um, something evil and, and so conniving. Evil. Um, and then... So that all this to say, there's all this research going on in the minichlorians. Nala Se, who is a Kaminoan, who is one Kaminoan. of the species... Kam, thank you. Kam, Kaminoan. Uh, one of the species who created the clone. She's there being forced to do research for them. She clearly knows that Omega's blood would be what they're looking for. So every day, they take Omega's blood sample, and she... Throws it away. Also, I'm just so uh, the woman who's constantly working with Omega Emery. is another female clone named Emery. Um, so we have Emery. a lot of New Zealand, Australian adjacent <laughs> accents going on. And Rachel just goes, "I don't remember this episode of Bluey." <laughs> 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 that was really funny. Um, and so every day uh, Nulsa destroys Omega's blood sample. Um, and. <laughs> He she says something. I
0: have, a, I have a really funny reference to tell you after this episode. Okay.
1: You know. uh, she says something about like the subjects are not working, and Omega says the clones, and Omega says not the clones. Uh, so they're they're testing this later on. The there is a tease to what they are making, and we don't get to see what it is. The most logical assumption is they are uh, Palpatine clones. Palpatine, beings. but uh, we'll we'll see.
0: Palpatine babies. I hope
1: it's something else. I hope it's something interesting. Because we we already know they can clone him. It might be um again, wouldn't be very interesting, but it'd be a little more to the clones. It might be More of
0: those Zillow monsters?
1: Um no, I'm thinking more like um Oh, totally Snoke. They, 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 this is how they made Snoke. Oh um, it could I guess like none of that's interesting though because we have the whole what was his name? Uh, Gideon was the villain of Mandalorian season three. Yeah. Moff Gideon, Uh, Moff Gideon, his clones with a big reveal at the end of that season.
0: That is kind of interesting how all this cloning going on and a clone of him.
1: Yeah. So like, I, I don't know what they're building towards. I do hope it's something surprising. I hope we haven't guessed it yet. Um, Meanwhile, um, one of Omega's jobs is to t- is to feed the various monsters that they're trying to train Lurk in this facility, and she's befriended one particular one. He she's named Batcher, um, uh, which you just called a space pit bull. <laughs> he tried to bite her, and uh, while f- she like gives her food to Batcher because Batcher doesn't like the fake dog food that they're giving them, and she also puts some hay in her own, f- uh lunch pail and this is we're not really sure why she's doing this then she didn't immediately goes to crosshair and we're like Are she, she's gonna feed the grass <laughs> to crosshair <laughs> is he is he really that malnourished um you also had a great comment about uh what did you say about crosshair at this moment do you remember nope uh you said that his, his eyebrows look like they're drawn oh on. <laughs> yeah so
0: one of the like um i feel so Clone Wars and Bad Batch has a very distinctive style. And I mean, Rebels does too. And one of the things that like, especially in animation is that eyebrows will be a little raised Uh-huh. Um, to kind of like give some definition. And it really, I kind of want to compare to maybe some previous seasons, but it really looks like his are drawn, like they're not raised. It's just the texture on the model.
1: Mm-hmm. So it just looks yeah. like
0: they'd given him like a brow pen and he'd drawn them Uh-huh. Off.
1: Yep it's um, at this point that um, as we're seeing the repetition of Omega's day, there's this very minimalistic uh, augmented score that I love. Like I don't normally notice scores. Like it takes me a long time of watching something to actually start to notice the music. I kind of made fun of camera cause he's like, I'm digging the score and I went, it's a piano. <laughs> <laughs> but it's modulated and it's unique, but also they threw in another instrument like, and there's like a, I don't even remember what it was, but Uh, I really like the use of music to – the music really helps you feel what it would be like to be in this very oppressive, you know, uh, uh, sterile environment that's just all machinery. Probably couldn't call it Jailhouse Rock. (laughs) No, definitely not. Uh, We then learn that Omega has been making her own toy out of the grass. Her own Lulu. Which is a nice kind of continuation of the theme of Omega trying to be a child Mm -hmm. while – Her childhood has been stolen away from her. The Bad Batch have been trying to give her a childhood anytime they could. So her trying to have that with her. Of course, then they uh, take it away from her um, in a uh, surprise search. Which also brings up a lot of the troopers in this facility are clone commandos. Which kind of bums me out. Um, This design for the clone commandos is taken directly from the Republic Commando video game which was is one of my personal favorite Star Wars video games, and there was four of them. Pretty much, the Commandos were the Bad Batch before the Bad Batch. And to make them just fairly common soldiers is kind of a bummer. Mm. Um, it would have been nice if the Commandos re- were just, when they showed up, it actually meant something. Like, oh, we are in trouble that the Commandos I feel like it did
0: here. last season when they, re- sure. or was it, And maybe it was first season, when they rescued Gregor. Okay. Oh yeah, because Hunter got. Oh no, this was season one. They rescued Gregor. Yeah, and th- the clone commando showed up, and it was we're like, oh yeah.
1: And now they're everywhere in this facility. There's a lot of them, and that kind just... of just
0: snow like daisies.
1: <laughs> um, and so I just wish the clones were more special in this continuity, and they really uh, the clone commandos that is, um, so.
0: One thing that I thought was interesting was um, right before that first episode ends. So I think at the beginning of the episode, we see that Omega had been there for 20 days, which is a lot. That's like almost three weeks. At the very end of the episode, she goes to bed uh-huh. and she wakes up. Her hair is longer. And, and I, that was the first thing I was like, I think her hair's longer. And she looks older. And then you look at the wall where she's scratched uh-huh. in. She's been there for probably, I think, almost 100 days. Which yeah. is a lot. It's a lot yeah, of time. Yeah, and
1: I don't think most, or at I,
0: least, or at least she stopped counting.
1: You would, yeah, that's interesting. You would, I guess, theoretically under a lot of stress, anyone even that young would look older. But I was thinking about this: is she? Is does she grow? Does she age? The I don't same? think she is altered. I, okay, so she she ages like a normal person. I think she
0: was she was one of two unaltered clones because okay
1: she was Omega and Boba was Alpha. I see, I see, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, I mean, I guess under that You're... amount of stress, in 100 days, you might look a little older at that young of an age. Gaunt. Yes, yeah. Definitely skinnier, yeah. Um, so that's pretty much the end of the episode. Older Omega means we're probably going to get a third figure. But I think <laughs> yeah, she looks cute that.
0: with her little ponytail. I, I, like, I like
1: her hair. It makes her look a little more like a person. Um. I think that. Children aren't people, Cameron 2024. <laughs> I, I, just, I don't know. Her previous haircut was kind of cartoony. But um, at the end of the episode, Emery, the older female clone, returns the toy, yeah, showing that she that has a nice. bit of humanity. Outside of that, she's very like mechanical and says the same thing every day. Has very little emotion. Um, There's a moment later, but she, uh, you mentioned how she's very gaslighty. She's just constantly <laughs> telling you can- what you can- think, girl boss. Um, any final notes on this episode before we move on? Nope. So episode two is called Paths Unknown. We then hop over to Hunter and Rekka. Um, and they uh not really an important plot point, but I want to talk about the voice actress. They meet with a queen of sorts uh to get some information on potentially where Omega might be. Yes, but before you move on to that, that's a reoccurring character.
0: Is she? No, not him, her son. The Oh okay. Guy, so I don't in either. la in season two um, I believe it's se- – I'm honestly – no, I think it's season – I'm honestly – the seasons run together. There is a previous arc where um, the Pikes show up in Sid's um, bar. And okay. they're run out by this guy, Durand, which is his last name. He has crossed the Pikes. Um, he's made a deal with them. And part of the deal is that I think – I don't know if Sid owes him money – Either way, they're trying to transport spice, and the Bad Batch kind of wrecks it and ultimately screws him over um, with the Pikes. And if you've really watched Boba Fett or other Clone Wars, um, the Pikes are not to be messed with. They're basically they're a crime syndicate just like the Huts. They run a lot of spice, which is drug. Um, And so they cut off his horn, and but they leave him with his life. So this that is him, and that's that lady you're talking about that's his mom so they're like another crime lord family i see so that was that was interesting to see that him as a returning character
1: durand well like, lady durand uh his mother i presume mommy durand uh or older sister or something no, that was his um mom. i could tell immediately that this is not a particularly strong voice performance and not very cartoon voice performance this is probably a famous actress i was right it's angelica houston Um, who's an actress who's been around for a long time. She's probably most famous for playing Morticia Adams in the 90s. And she's in multiple Wes Anderson films. She was also the voice of, uh, um, very recently, I had it here a second ago, where is it? The Sith Mother in Star Wars Visions Volume 2. Nice. So she's previously played a Star Wars character. Um, So that's a cool connection to a previous thing that we talked about. Um, they get the information they need. They leave that episode. is just kind of some Star Wars world building. It's not really Fensies. relevant. They might come back. It might be relevant later, but as of right now, it's not. They go to this planet. Uh, they find a, a totally abandoned um, previous
0: lab. That was Hemlocks.
1: Yeah. And this at this point, they, in, they encounter three young clones who were left over from when this base was uh, abandoned
0: in operation.
1: Now we guess that these three clones were probably voiced by the original uh Boba Fett. Um Logan. Not Logan Lerman, but no. uh, um I'm I'm where is that? Uh oh this is episode two. Wait, it's so it's not. Well one is. Nice. So there's uh there's an older one and then two younger ones. Mm-hmm. The I'm I had it up. I cannot find this episode's Is it Mox? Um The older one? Sorry, I'm trying I thought that I had this open. I am struggling to find it. Paths Unknown. Here we go. Uh, so Mox, the older one, is Daniel Logan. Daniel The original Logan. actor who played young Boba Fett. I was going to say. In episode two. The other two are voiced by Julian Dennison, who is a New Zealand actor who has been made famous by um, Taika Waititi because he was in Taika film Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, he was also in... I have totally forgot about this until just now seeing it. He's in Godzilla vs. Kong.
0: <laughs> nice!
1: Um, and he's also in Deadpool 2. So he's a delightful young Kiwi actor. So maintaining the tradition of New Zealanders playing clones other than D. Bradley Baker for some reason. Um, so it, this is a fun inclusion to have him play some young clones.
0: Young clones.
1: Uh, But he's not, he's not hamming it up. Like, you know, I think Omega's voice performance is fun and lovable, but it is a bit much on the New Zealand accent.
0: I think that's just her
1: voice, Cameron. I I don't, maybe, I don't know. She feels like, because she is like 30 something years old. I think she's playing it up to try to sound young. They gotta age her up. (laughs) But uh, these two performances as the two, the the three young clones um, is a lot more subtle, I think. And makes these characters feel a little more real so they don't really want to help uh our two I, it is the bad batch technically even though it's only two of them um the sad yeah. batch is what we'll call them for right bitch. now Echo, yeah echoes
0: <laughs> they are really sad that ship is so empty with just the two yeah, of them and it's got oh, the toy sitting gonky. there
1: and gonky, gonky yes the most and gonky. important part uh-huh Gonky honks, and so uh, one of the clones uh, helps them to deek. go and deek. They go through and look at the uh, the facility. This whole area is infested with what is called slither vines. Slither vines, which is a biological weapon. Well, it's technically biological weapon like a disease. I don't know. Like, it's a it was biologically a bi- engineered. Yeah, it was a animal. It was like creature. a biological warfare thing. Um, it, it's these these living vines. Um, which is quite funny because I've been watching recently, um, the last of us television show, which is, they can't touch the, the virus, they're not the virus, but they like the, the fungus that is part of the, that disease. So it's kind of similar to that, but, um, so they go into the facility, they're trying to
0: get information on where the base was moved. To. I feel
1: like this is one of the very first times in this show that I've actually enjoyed a one-off adventure. Because I think that they actually did something interesting and like there was legitimate tension with this creature. I can hear that really (laughs) loudly. (laughs) Rachel is drawing on her own table. What would your mother say? (laughs) First
0: of all, Rachel's very offended. You leave my mother out of this. Second of all, she would not be surprised. Um, but so uh, one thing that was kind of interesting was these vine things. Sure. So they're definitely both animalistic as well as plants. And sure. honestly, it really had some interesting references to many other things. So not only were we kind of similar to the Cordyceps virus from The Last of Us, but uh, once they they cut a bit off of it, like one of the tendrils, and yep. it will merge into this little four legged thing that bitey like,
1: quadruped is what yeah, I wrote down.
0: <laughs> that looked like a couple of things. You said it was very the thing. Yes.
1: Which if you've never seen the thing, it's a eighties uh with Kurt Russell. With Kurt Russell, um, our boy. And uh it's a speed, this alien that takes over people and makes It's a mimic, essentially. And it mimics them, but it's if you cut off pieces good. of it, those pieces come to life, like a head or a hand.
0: But it, it turns into that bitey quadruped and it looks like one of it looks like something from the flood from halo yes and then it also kind of gives some alien vibes as well with the derelict ship
1: scurrying around in the vents so this is a unique combination of these things while it's kind of similar to all these things we're talking about it's not exactly like any one of them Mm -hmm. and this, this thing is scary so i actually quite enjoyed like while i'm very ready for this show to get to the point after two seasons of not like i expected there to be i mean ultimately the thing that we're looking forward to that we're pretty sure we're going to get this season is the Clone Rebellion. Woo! I expected that to see that in season one. We're now in season three, and we're not even close. But hopefully, we'll get it because we know this is the last season. Um, nonetheless, I didn't feel too impatient with this episode. No, I felt was... like
0: they were looking. This is enjoyable, and it in a way it was furthering the plot because they were looking for information to yeah. find Omega. So they managed to hack into the remaining terminal. Um, things look pretty grim we don't know if they're gonna make it out and then the other two mox and the other whose name i don't know the two kids they were gonna steal the bad batch of ship this
1: i don't know why we found this so funny but like the moment that we got the hint that they were going to consider stealing their ship we're like oh no yeah, we so, know they probably weren't, but you know, there's always a chance.
0: Like they managed to hotwire it, and they were probably about to steal it when Deke called in a mayday to them, and then they show up. They save the Bad Batch. They blow up. It's another little tentacle monster thing. What else is Star Wars <laughs> if not
1: sure buried yeah.
0: monsters with sharp kraken <laughs> mouths? And it ends up,
1: yeah, and that's something you said. You said, "Oh no, someone's about to get krakened." Jack's harrow Yeah, um, and. What was I going to say about mm. this? Um, oh, it's very Sarlacc pit. It is. Creature. Just wet. So I wonder if they use some of that DNA to create this thing.
0: They could have. Um, so they get rescued. Um, I, uh, so I...
1: just, sorry to answer your question, Deke and Stack Deak are the two Stack. younger okay. clones.
0: Um, so they rescue the kids, the three young men. And my, my comment was... Bad Batch season 3 episode 2 the bad batch adopts more children. <laughs> um and so Hunter and Wrecker said we're going to take you to a safe place and we went ugh, Pabu. Cuz <laughs> um, said where an island we're like ah. Yeah. Um but actually they did not take us to Pabu so maybe they heard our complaints specifically from last season. Yeah. Um it was just implied. Um so they didn't get the exact location of the new lab but they got a sector. So that's a start. Um, So that's really kind of where it ends. Yeah. So this was just kind of, uh, you know. Seeing where (sighs) everyone's at right now.
1: So many shows, and I guess you could, spoiler, but Omega escapes Tantus at the end of episode three. I say this to say, so many shows have a cliffhanger at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning of the next season, they immediately rectify Mm -hmm. it. While you could say... Like
0: season like season two Mandalorian. 100%, as season absolutely. 100%. season three Mandal- And Book of Boba Fett, I mean.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. While you could consider these first three episodes one episode, the season premiere, and they did quickly rectify that Omega was being captured, I do think that at the very least, this episode provides you to be a little bit of space so that the Bad batch are not just all immediately back together, yeah, like it's been there's it's some been like time, three months. They have some least. time to be the sad batch,
0: <laughs> the saddest batch.
1: So, uh, on to episode three, Shadows of Tantis. Damn. Um, so Emery is now going to be the one to do the blood test because Nalase has been called to meet with. Dr. Hemlock Hemlock in a quote unquote special guest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, who could that be? Yeah. So now Nalase's like, oh crap, Emery's going to test Omega's blood and figure out.
0: They're going to know.
1: And so Nalase tells Omega that she needs to escape. And then who's the special guest? We guessed it pretty quickly. Uh, Palpy himself.
0: Omega steals Nalisei's data pad, which has lots of power for her to just be leaving that around. Yeah, but... iPad baby. I can't believe I didn't make an iPad baby oh, joke. Dang yes. it!
1: <laughs> and the way you use the data pad to get in and out of doors is you like have to set it in it's this like a, like, it's slot. It's like a key card. But like, you have to put it in the slot. It's not like you like hold it up to a like, uh, console. It's not like an Apple Pay situation. You have to put it all the way in this slot like a cartridge, like a Super Nintendo cartridge, and then pull it all the way out. Very inefficient, I think. Um, um, but um, Hemlock is talking up how... Be- palpy uh, palpatron we we,
0: uh, (laughs) we saw you had a really funny comment because it kind of did another of the another routine of kind of what the schedule looks like um like what the daily going going on going ons look like and there's a scene where a couple of the Clones get taken out of a circular room, and I made a joke that they just put them all in a big centrifuge and spun them around. But then there was a re- there was a different looking clone, and I was like, well, who is that?" Because he looked different, and he looked cool, and he looked like a figure I'd buy if they make one. Um, and Cameron, you just said that's one of those spy clones, and you talked. she said it's one of those one of those guns with the serial number rubbed rupt- off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which I did make that joke last season.
0: You, you did? Yeah. Uh, well it was funny enough that you said it again and it was still funny. So Price it was is just, nice. It's got it got a good good chuckle out of it. Thank me.
1: you. I'm glad that
0: you found it oh, funny. Disclaimer, own your firearms legally. But anyways, <laughs> moving on. Um and so uh, Necro- oh, <laughs> Wait, no. Before we get to popped you, had another really funny comment, I'm sorry. Anyways, um you had yeah, you, you were firing off Thank some you. snarky comments this time around because Nalase is talking to Omega and is like, <laughs> you have to run before they run your samples. And, and Nalase is like, you, you gotta go. You got it's not gonna be good for you. She doesn't tell her why, but you have to go. And Omega says, Is that why you've been destroying my samples? And Cameron just says, Omega, more like Odama.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that's on the record that I made that joke.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and then in this same scene. Um, Cameron also said, Nala say sounds like she's reading Dr. Seuss to children. She's like whispering, but also like her, almost no, rhyming. Like her, she sounds different in this season yeah. than she previously
1: was. She sounds like someone who's like reading a children's book. <laughs>
0: she does. She's taking a lot of pauses. But so Paupi shows up and they're here to discuss a project, which is so very much not <laughs> secretly named called Project Necromancer. <laughs> wonder what that could mean by any by uh-huh, anything uh-huh
1: and so then what do we get from there the omega sneaking around oh she kicks the she kicks a mouse <laughs> she, yeah the mouse tried, tries to come into the elevator with it she just she kicks it kicks and the door it. closes and it runs into the door again and out of anger. So... Uh, Mouse droid humor is always funny. So <gasps> mouse then, droids are our favorite. She goes and she uh, breaks out crosshair, and crosshair's scream as he breaks out is yeah! so darn funny. <laughs> this man has been sounded... seething with rage for months. He sounded and he extra finally...
0: squidwardy. squidwardy. <laughs> um...
1: You finally get to release that pent up anger. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, um, then they start sneaking around. They, The only ship that currently is not grounded is Palpatine's ship right now, which is unfortunate. There's no way they're going to sneak on it. I would have found it so funny if they stole the Emperor's ship. That, that would have been good. That been, they probably couldn't have done it. It would have been, been so great if
1: Palpatine comes back and he's like, where's my ship?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so. They stole
1: it. Um, we, we backtrack just real fast. So throughout the first episode in this episode, Omega keeps going back and talking to gosh, uh, pretty much Crosshair is stuck in his cell and has no choice but to sit and listen <laughs> to, to Omega, Omega. Uh, mostly trauma, trauma dumping on him. But uh, she keeps saying that she's not going to leave without him. And he's like, no, you won. Why don't just leave? If you have the chance. I would leave if and I would not come back for you. And the fact that she does end up saving him, and proves herself right. I find that kind of endearing. Just she, like that she, she kept her than, promise. She better than me for real. <laughs> uh, I I respect that as a character. And it's like, it's kind of obvious, but I don't know. It feels like a, a genuine character moment that she said she would do it. She did it. This is a certified Omega moment. <laughs> um, and so there, oh, so there they go to steal a ship. And they- as usual, there are stormtroopers standing around talking in exposition. <laughs> There's like, Oh, man, can you believe they've... uh, Can you believe the Emperor's here? Can you believe they've actually put all... They've grounded all the ships while they're... Yeah. uh,
0: Good thing there's there's no prisoners around here to hear us. Yeah, so... um, Ah, what would have been funny if they were talking about the newest ship model, though yeah that's one of my favorite recurring joke. oh our new ship's terrible um anyways so there we get some scenes of them sneaking around but then it also goes back and forth of Hemlock showing Palpatine around and we get to, we get into this uh red root red and black room which is very Sithy um And part of, like, the success of the experiments that they're doing. So they kind of show that around. Palpatine's like, looks good, my guy.
1: (laughs) What a devilishly (laughs) handsome clone you've made of me.
0: (laughs) Sure hope nothing bad happens to him. Um, So they're sneaking around. And then uh, part of Omega's, uh, uh, as she was taking care of the dog, and she actually lost those privileges Uh because she acted out um (laughs) she killed
1: a robot (laughs) she
0: killed the robot so she'd befriended one of the lurkas and so she's like well we can't if we can't leave through a ship let's leave through the dog tunnels and then we were gonna try they're gonna try to find that shuttle that crashed like four months ago
1: um (laughs) um and during all this as they're escaping it keeps cutting back to this slowly rotating wheel of blood samples.
0: Yes, where Omegas is. Yeah. They're in the process of testing it.
1: And I thought this was a really well—not yet—really great mechanism of like building tension because this thing mm-hmm. is slowly rotating. Because the
0: second, the second this, they find out.
1: And so while the first episode is not great in my opinion, other than I kind of respect the slow pace, it did set up a lot of these things. It set up these relationships. It set up the pace of this life. It set up Mm -hmm. the characters interactions and it established this Mm -hmm. thing. Like we saw a lot of shops of this shots of this thing rotating. So when we are cutting back to it, we know exactly what it is, what's happening. It's, it's really great, honestly.
0: Yeah. Um, so they get to the dog tunnels. Um, and the reason why Omega lost her dog privileges is because she healed one, made it feel better, but because she she domesticated it, quote unquote, domesticated it. They were like, we got to put it down. And so she didn't, she didn't like that. So she set it free. Um, And that's where she lost her privileges. And so they make it there. They are about to escape. And Emery shows up. And Emery is trying to stop um, Omega. She's like, if you come back, I will say nothing. She's like, I will not say anything. And they're like, we're not leaving. And she goes, and I have no choice but to do this. And hits her calm, Mayday Um. or whatever. And oh, I was so annoyed because... um, this is the first time Crosshair has ever hesitated shooting someone, even if he just stunned her.
1: Yeah. It would have, like, he we should... see him switch to stun, which is very out of character. They might call it character growth. I call bullcrap. I call cowardice. <laughs> um, so, shoot her.
0: Shoot her! Yeah, it really could have been avoided if she... Because the second... Okay, if I'm trying to escape... An imperial prison, essentially. And someone is stopping me from doing that. And they start saying, then I have no choice. Bam! <laughs>
1: Bam! Bam! Even to shoot her hand. Yeah, like- shoot
0: her hand. Like, there is no... Like, why? Just take her out. But, like I said, they don't ask me. Um. <laughs> so, the comm goes off. Palpatine just barely leaves. And one of the commandos... I think this one is like Scorch. I think that's his name um or maybe that's the name from republic commandos um, i've heard people
1: presume that this yeah, is him
0: scorch with hemlock the comm gets through and then they go into lockdown because uh crosshair and omega are missing they start taking the tunnel to get out they get out just in the nick of time and then the dogs are released um so, thus starts the hunt for Omega and Crosshair through the woods. They also encounter what was it called, a hydrax? Um, I don't know. It's like a weird-looking bigfoot cat thing yeah. that fortunately distracts the dogs that were sent after them. Yeah, um, they're able to get away. They get to the shuttle, but not before another shuttle full of stormtroopers comes in. Um, through some shenanigans, they do get. They manage to distract
1: all the stormtroopers and hijack the shuttle. One well, important moment here is Crosshair misses a shot.
0: Yes. And he like
1: looks at his shaking hand in frustration. It's really interesting. And
0: that was something Omega asked him earlier. She goes, is your hand getting worse? And he's like, no.
1: Oh, I missed that. Okay. Yeah, so they did Yeah, so set we, that up.
0: we've seen okay. his hand shaking in the past couple episodes. Um, so he misses, but Have they... You... <laughs>
1: There's a famous scene from the com- Western comedy um, uh, Blazing Sa- Saddles mm-hmm. where uh he's like i can't i I used to be uh it's none of the racist jokes about you what that's what you're worried about (laughs) he's like i used to be the fastest shooter in the west uh but now i can't shoot like you see that he's like your hand looks steady yeah but this is my shooting hand his (laughs) other hand is shaking uncontrollably
0: yeah so uh yeah so they managed to get into the shuttle sorry i just took over the summarization from you you're good they managed to get into the shuttle um And I was actually really thinking like, there's no way they're getting out of here. This is probably just going to be a failed one. They're going to get back and shut down into lockdown. So they managed to get into the ship. And oh, and what else helps them? The Lurka. Oh, yeah, uh, Batchy. Yeah, she. Batcher Batcher shows up to protect Omega and just starts murking these stormtroopers. (laughs) So they save Batcher. They get out into the sky and they are ready to shoot them down. When Emery comes in, and tells them to stop shooting because they've tested Omega's blood. And it is a match. And as they say, the Midichlorians have not, it, it is
1: a perfect match, essentially. Real fast, funny detail that I loved. They, uh... <laughs> this episode's kind of brutal. Uh, Omega gets in the ship. She goes up to the pilot and, like, point blank to the back of his neck, stuns him. And then when Crosshair gets in the ship, he, he like, pops open up. the hatch and he just dumps the body out. out. And the fact that we see the body just slump on the ground. He is not waking up. One of my favorite things in, 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 in any sort of media is, like, people ragdolling <laughs> to the ground. And this just really hit that that scratch for me. If I had
0: a nickel for each season that, that, that had niche. a
1: trooper fall <laughs> um we know he's not still falling though because it wasn't no. <laughs> down to in infinite abyss yeah we did not unfortunately we did not add to our ranks of people who are still falling
0: oh, oh we didn't put tech in that
1: we did we talked about that back oh, we in the did. day I um
0: so they hemlock realizes that and he orders them to stop shooting because he's like we need her alive
1: but well, before this palpatine palpatine and hemlock are walking out of the facility oh and palpatine is just handing out all sorts of praise to him, like help. How- loves this guy he's palpatine like oh you're like- into gross science like i am yes good good let the gross science flow Ooh, through you like, I, don't like that. I have never seen palpatine be this complimentary towards someone and certainly like, not towards vader Ken block is is loving it and,
0: <laughs> and he manages to throw in a hey if i'm promoted to yeah. chief director just, of so, yeah, science um
1: actually if i was uh i could the do more of science,
0: yeah yeah minister of science i don't know if but, you just let me
1: just be the boss of everyone yeah.
0: and palpatine's like all oh, it I don't. I can't do it. All in. I can't do. Uh, all in good time. Yeah. All in a good time. Anyways, um. So they um they realize Omega is a is a perfect match, and so like we need her alive. They stop firing. They manage to get into space.
1: Oh, uh, with Batcher. Batcher. Yes, gets Yes, I said. On the ship yeah, with, oh, said I said that? with Batcher. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um. Omega, Crosshair, and Batcher jump into hyperspace, and they're gone. And so, um. Hemlock makes a comment. You know, everyone's kind of like, oh, shoot. Well, what do we do now? And Hemlock makes a comment. I wrote this down. He says, I have the full resources of the Empire at my disposal. We will find her. My thought is are we <laughs> that just that just oozes a threat? Are we gonna get a Vader <laughs> appearance? <laughs> Be all for it. Um, so Hemlock is not getting promoted after this. Just gonna throw <laughs> that out there. Promotion in the trash. He's not getting it. Trash man. So that's where it. That's where it ends. Yes. Solid start. It is. You know, um We're gonna get um we're this whole season is gonna be like American Tail. Like that mouse movie where We keep missing each fi- other. They keep missing <laughs> each other. <laughs> they keep barely missing yeah. each other's path. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, I kinda hate those stories. <laughs>
1: um yeah, you know, I think I think I'm down for some crosshair omega adventures i think they they contrast nicely blasphemy <laughs> let the sad batch be sad for a little bit um gosh don't spend any time on Pabu though please <sighs> i think we're gonna get oh, it overall though i'm happy with this opening i think this but also last season started pretty strong too though, did. so we'll oh, see
0: and honestly I, we talked about this last time tech needs to stay dead
1: tech agreed, agreed. needs
0: to stay i will actually be really disappointed if he is somehow alive I think it'll. Agreed. I, I've talked about this before, so I won't get on the soapbox too much. But like we talk, you know, we joke, oh, nobody, no death. At yeah. some point, it cheapens it. Sacri- 100%. Like it'll cheapen his sacrifice if he just comes back. Now, if I guess if they were to make a clone of him that has no memories and it is exactly just like a physical clone, I think that would be interesting. That could maybe put some dynamics. But like to bring. Did you just see? the mic swing away from me <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's my sign to be done off
1: my soapbox um so we'll, um. See, we'll see how it goes <laughs> we'll see how it goes but um yeah so on to the movie uh we're oh, talking about Mike. a whole a whole dang movie now uh kong skull island the second film in the uh kaiju verse um I'm gonna see any context here for this movie. It's in the 1970s post Vietnam. Yes, uh, I was gonna see if there's any immediate Vietnam. You know, uh, there is. You know, obviously, there'll be more relevant in the fourth movie in this series, but there is precedent for Kong and Godzilla existing in the same universe. Just one movie, I believe, previously the the classic Godzilla versus King Kong from the 60s um so it it is tugs collar (laughs) that was uncomfortable and the fact that godzilla himself constantly had other monsters in his movies it's it's a decent foundation for a shared universe in the in this modern day where people keep trying to make shared universes but don't even get more than one movie Mm -hmm. into it i'm looking at you dark universe tom cruise mummy movie Um, we
0: live in the darkest universe yeah
1: um, and retroactively, this movie has a ton of connections, um, namely uh, John Goodman as Bill John Randa. John
2: Goodman. Uh, what a good man.
1: <laughs> I'm going to see if there's anything about the production of this that's interesting. Um, oh, the uh, the man who would go on to direct... The, hold on. So this was originally supposed to be directed by adam wingard who's directed both godzilla kong movies Mm. um and he was chosen by peter jackson who made the 2005 king kong movie so that's really interesting um jackson later suggested guillermo del toro always would love to see guillermo (laughs) Guillermo del toro now del toro did do pacific rim so always happy with that feet shots of
0: kong probably
1: um, the job was offered to Joe Cornish, which is really interesting. Joe Cornish did um, a really great British science fiction film called, which was the very the big breakout for John Boyega, which was called Attack on uh, Attack the Block. Uh, the mo- the job ended up with uh, Jordan Von Roberts, who I don't he was most notable for uh, a movie called Kings of Summer. It's the only other movie he's made. Um, I'm trying to see if this is any. Yeah, you know the movie's pretty straightforward, actually. You know, it's pretty much you know if you don't know, King Kong comes from Skull Island. That's where they find him. It's in it's an island they, where they, prehistoric things jokingly, still they live. The
0: island that God forgot
1: about. Yeah, there's a lot of prehistoric creatures, a lot of things that are much larger than they should be. Um, uh, a lot of people, um, like Peter Jackson who made the 2005 remake. In this movie, they they like to take a lot of inspiration for Skull Island itself from a deleted scene from the original movie, where they get attacked by large bugs. Um, so that, that tends to be... Large bugs tends to be a reoccurring Buggies. theme. Um And, yeah. So... The movie. Where do we start off? Where does the movie start off? Rachel?
0: Well, are we starting off with our three good, three uh, bad, or are we doing a basic? Oh yeah,
1: let's let's broad broad overview. I was going to talk about moderate, the start, anyways. Uh, pretty much, John Goodman convinces the government that the Russians are going to do this, so we need to do it first.
0: And if anything's going to get the get the government post Cold <laughs> yeah. War uh-huh. ready,
1: they're going to be like, oh, the Russians. And they they grab a platoon or a uh, squad that's uh, shipping back from Vietnam right as the war has ended. And they're headed by Sam Jackson. Um and our other main characters
0: are Bill Randa, a couple of people from Monarch, um, some people from I think another science division, and then we have Brie Larson as um
1: a war photographer. A war photographer. Or she says about herself an anti war <laughs> yeah, an photographer. An anti war
0: photographer. And then we have um oh uh Tom Hiddleston, Tom aka Hiddleston. Loki
1: himself as a, like Conrad, a mercenary, as like a, a tracker. Yeah,
0: previously like British Navy, something I don't know, someone guy. So that's our cast, wide range of cast. Um... Um,
1: also in there, see the actors. Sam Jackson, leader of the, uh, the military unit. Um, anyone else super notable? Uh, there's one actor that we will mention in a, in a second. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the other people you might know, but um, the, actually one of the most funny ones in here actually is Toby Kebble is one of the soldiers. He's also the motion capture for mm-hmm. Kong. Uh, which is really great because he also did motion capture for Koba, the the villain ape from *Donna the Anyways, so they get there, they know that they'll find something. They, you know, John Goodman knows. Don't tell people there's going to be a monster. They don't know what monsters testing, will be there. But they they're... know
0: they're. Oh, sorry.
1: They know there will be something there. They don't know what. Uh, Can so... you move that closer? Oh yeah. And for all for all for uh, legal
0: reasons, they are on a geographical survey. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they get there uh, and they immediately run into Kong. and they
0: start dropping depth charges on the ground,
1: and Kong wipes out most of their helicopters. Um, oh, we also forgot to mention the name of the ship they come in on is called the Athena. <laughs> 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 oh, she stood up. <laughs> um, and so she's been
0: summoned. She's walking over. Camera. Our group
1: is split, split into two at this point. Brie Larson and Conrad uh, and Tom Hiddleston and a few of the others, they end up meeting the natives. The Iwi. And, oh, we've got to mention that the movie starts in World War II. I was going to talk about that. Um, and an American and a Japanese soldier crash land. They fight and they encounter Kong and the movie cuts mm-hmm. to the quote unquote modern day, the 70s. Um, we then encounter the American soldier played by John C. Riley. Hank Marlowe. One of my favorite personal actors who's most known um, for um, probably Step Brothers. He stars opposite Will Ferrell in that movie. He's been in a ton of movies. He's also the voice of Wreck-It Ralph.
0: Oh, she crunching. I think that's um, having a
1: snack. Anything else people might know John C. The from? He's been in a ton of movies. Look him up. You probably know him. He's great. Uh, he's far and away the star of this movie in my he life. is the movie should have much like godzilla 2014 he's a secondary character who should be the main character mm-hmm. um because i would love to have seen more of what him and his the him was as is said through uh exposition he ended up befriending the japanese man and they lived together on this island and then eventually the japanese man passed away i would have loved to have seen that like them surviving together on this island and slowly becoming mm-hmm. friends. That would have been great. Unfortunately, we don't get any of that. The other crew, which is mostly the soldiers and Sam Jackson and John Goodman, they're trying pretty much... The subtext there is Sam Jackson's character is this lifelong soldier. They just lost the war in Vietnam, and he's pissed. He's going to take out his anger on Kong, and that is obviously a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Um, He does... And then the movie just goes on, and it's, they're all trying to survive and get to the other side of the island before their ship comes to rescue them.
0: Without waking up the school brothers. Without dying, really. Yes. Not really, without so dying. The, that's the thing.
1: So what um, John C. Riley's character, uh, what was his name again? Hank Marlowe. Hank uh, explains is Kong is king on this island. He's the protector. This island is got a hold to the hollow earth here. Um, and... There are creatures coming out of it, especially what are called skull crawlers, which are these like two armed, like they're like a lizard thing, but they have two arms. So they're and they they look, they have a skull on the outside of their head, and they are freaky, and they are the only thing strong enough to kill Kong. So he has to kill the little ones while they're little, and
0: so they are what killed Kong's parents. Yes. So the Kongs and the skull crawlers have just been fi- de- beef long decades or de- de- decades long beef. They are. They are always fighting, so they—they they are what killed Kong's parents, um. Which is a very—they cra- there's they made a comic about it. I'll read an excerpt from it when we talk more about it. But so, yeah, that's the ultimate threat. Getting off, oh, ultimate goal: get off the island.
1: Yes. <laughs> New goal: survive. So what? uh What's your first positive, Rachel?
0: Um, that opening is probably one of my favorite openings in a movie ever. It's pretty good. The scene between so the characters name so Tank Marlowe is the American soldier and then um, Gunpei Akari is the Japanese soldier. Very tense. Honestly, I think when you start it, it's really kind of one of those movies where you're like, "What are we watching?" (laughs) (laughs) Because you know it starts at the Kong School Island. It starts off in 1944, I think. Yeah. Um. Really, no dialogue. They're just. Fighting and running through the woods The jungle And they finally come to a precipice And they're fighting um, Really hand to hand combat They've wasted all their ammo Missing each other They're fighting And really as about Really as Gunpei is honestly about to kill Hank Marlow A big hand Comes over the cliff Uh And it stops both of them Honestly valid I would probably stop too um, and we get our first look at Kong and then it just fades into, um, I don't know, the end of Vietnam or it fades into, uh, when we see Bill Randa, I think, or the, the, in, the opening credits yeah, yeah, yeah. of like the Monarch film. So anyways, it's just, I, it's such a good start. Like I said, I'm with you. I really think the, I really wish the movie would count a been about them, um, or if we could get something about Absolutely. them, but very enjoyable. Should I go through all my good things? Um,
1: I'll, I'll I'll give one. Um, i have talking about introductions. Just the first appearance of Kong in this movie is just incredible. There, So pretty much you have these soldiers who just lost Vietnam. They're getting to show up and just bomb the heck out of this island. They're having a blast. They're having a good time. And then Kong shows up and wrecks their stuff. And Kong fighting... Like, you have the classic imagery of Kong fighting... The biplanes on top of the vi- mm-hmm. on top of the um, Empire, State, Empire State, building. State Building. This feels way more engaged. Like like this Kong fighting these helicopters is so interesting. What he he can be injured by them? They're shooting him. He like grabs the blades he of one and gets injured. Yeah. It's just it's a credible introduction to this character. And his
0: the first like everything's going fine. They're playing a, It's not fortunate son, but um, <laughs> it's a similar song. Of the time as they're dropping depth charges, just destroying really kind of the ecosystem. Um, And we don't even see Kong the first time something goes wrong. What happens is suddenly one of the helicopters is just taken out by a tree, javelin style. Straight through the windshield. And it's, it's more oh, like, you're like, yeah, yeah. You're I like about that. What? and then it happens again. Uh-huh. And it's like the camera pans; everyone looks for it. It's Kong, yes, massive, massive Kong, and he's ready to throw
1: down. (laughs) Yes, I love it. It's it, it, and much like Godzilla in the other films in this series, Kong has personality conveyed through his mannerisms, Mm -hmm. conveyed through his face and the way he behaves. This is a character. He's not just a monster. He has personality and his anger cuz like Godzilla has anger but it feels much more pointed. It feels much more like he's got a job to do and he's going to accomplish it. Uh and he really and it takes a lot to get him really riled up. Which we will see in the next movie. Kong but is Kong. Kong is like uh got the shortest fuse of anything on well, the planet. They also showed up and started bombing his house. I mean, yeah, understandably. <laughs> when he's got that sort of a fuse and you show up bombing, he's going to Which
0: sorry. You know what that wakes up? The Skull Crawlers. Yeah
1: uh but like kong is just ready for a fight at any given moment and uh so just his fiery nature is so fun
0: he's mad from the get-go
1: um do you you have a a negative or like uh oh i thought we were
0: doing three good three bad three m three like
1: uh i feel like i feel like i enjoy like alternating so like we don't have to do all the negatives and all the positives oh we can do whatever you want but like i feel like I prefer to end on a positive because we like the movie, so I don't want to end on negatives.
0: Okay. Um, I think my my biggest ick with the film is when it's when we first okay for context. So when we were first introduced to the Ewe, um, the indigenous people of the island. Um, it's also when we we're first introduced to Hank Marlow. You know, they <laughs> Hank Marlow shows up and he's like, whoa, there's. People here, you know, like uh-huh. obviously not iwi. There are various shots of the iwi around them. There's one scene where one of the iwis is Brie Larson painted up, and it just—I <laughs> don't know. And it's very obviously—it's I—I wouldn't say it's blackface. She's very obviously like painted up with like mud, yeah, and body paint, but it's still just—it's it, so
1: odd. And once you realize it, it's like, because she's a very distinct looking person. She is. She's very kind of a cartoony looking person. She's got really big eyes. Big and, whites of eyes. So it's once you like, realize it's her and I keep cutting back to a close yeah, up of her. Like it's if she was in like, the background, it'd be one thing. But she's right But up she is front. right up in the camera. And it's though.
0: just, it's just so, well, and once you know about it, you, like I told, once you like know it, the whole time you're waiting for like, oh yeah, there's that scene where Brie, Brie Larson's paying <laughs> up. It's just so odd.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, good point. Um, big ick. My first negative would be, I think, oh, don't talk about Brie Larson. This movie has an incredible, incredible cast and our two leads are very dull. I, I love Brie Larson. I think she's really phenomenal. I'm surprised you didn't say the long exposure scene. I don't fully know what you're meaning. The mean, long referring. exposure camera shot she was trying to take. Oh, yeah. No, Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston just have very little to do. I like them more now than I did at the time. When I saw when I saw this movie, I was really disappointed. I thought they were just okay on this viewing, but still like... They kind of
0: balance off of each other's blandness, I like guess. Like
1: Sam Jackson and John C. Riley and also uh, the guy who plays uh, Cole, Shea Wiggum... Who's just a character one of the like those guys that you just you know his face. He's been in a ton of movies. Um most of the soldiers, they're all given great performances. Uh they're all just a lot of fun. Everyone else has a lot of personality, it's a great ensemble. The the two leads are just like there, and it really emphasizes how much Bill Randa or, or Bill Randa and or Hank Marlowe should have been the main characters. But also like, or Sam Jackson's character is also super interesting. Uh, so, I would say, yeah, the leads really bring the movie down for me. What's your next positive?
0: Um, the scaling is so good in this film. You feel tiny.
1: But Godzilla like, is um, a hairy creature. He doesn't have scales like Godzilla. Do you
0: just, you just say Godzilla? I mean, I meant
1: ha- Kong. I screwed up my own joke. You did. Kong is a hairy creature. It not also good. didn't make sense. Yep. Thank you. Anyways, so, continue. the
0: scaling of this film is really good because... You like the way each scene is shot, it feels you know, it's not like found footage by any means, but it's from most times it's from the perspective of our human cast looking at something, and it just feels massive and untamable. This like whole new world. Um, there's a scene where I can't remember his name, he's the one who's writing to his son the whole time. Um, yeah, so that
1: so that is no, that is Chaplin. Or... Ah, uh, shoot. Uh, so that is the it's actor charming. I mentioned earlier who also plays Kong. Totally Anyways, uh, he... Jack Chapman, played Chapman. by Toby Campbell. So he's getting
0: a drink of water and at, it's at, like in a bay and Kong comes around the corner and it just feels massive. Sure. So I just... I think it's just the scaling. I like the scaling. I think some sure. of the next movies lose that and they don't feel I, like... I agree, I agree. We can talk about that more in Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, <laughs> alluding to that, but so that it just it feels consistent and it really feels like holy crap, that is a very large spider. <laughs> you know, when they're in the bamboo. Yeah. That's the that thing is called a mother long legs FYI.
1: Yeah, so that, that transitions very nice into what I want to talk about, which is just the variety of creatures. Yeah, in this that was movie. my third point. I, I really love the variety of creatures. So you have the mother long leg, which is this big spider thing whose legs look like uh bamboo trees. Um and, and it they, just starts they, st- sticking guys with her legs.
0: Because it uses those legs to stab and suck.
1: Yes, juices, and it also like has these. It has these long tendrils, and it also has like crab arms. So it pretty much grabs one of our characters and is like snipping at him with the arms. And it's just a very cool, very creepy creature. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it was actually using webbing to grab the guy, not mm-hmm. not tendrils. Um, and they start chopping off the legs, and like goo's going everywhere. It's super great. Um, you have a spore mantis, yep, which is just a big. I love that all the creatures aren't necessarily, not not all the creatures are uh, aggressive. This is just a big, pretty much looks like a uh, an ant that also looks like a log. And he's just like sweet. And he's just there. And I he, like him.
0: He dipped real fast. He knew yes. that skull crawler was there. Uh-huh. We also see a scur buffalo, a couple.
1: Yes, which are just really, really big buffalo, but... They're nicely designed. They have a lot of texture to them and personality. Mm -hmm. Another docile creature. You have a Meyer squid, which has just a really cool fight with uh, Kong. Kong pretty much just sits down in the water after the first big fight, and the tentacles just come out of nowhere and grab him. How deep is that, (laughs) Bay? The the deepness of water in these movies is (laughs) likely to vary at any time. Um, And that's a nice... uh, Because
0: Chapman was standing in that water.
1: (laughs) That squid is a nice callback to the squid that or and or octopus that Kong fights in the original Godzilla versus Kong, which was just a real squid that was crawling around on the set. Uh, You have the leaf wings, which are these
0: like those are the things in the trees that Samuel or one of the soldiers shot where he's like, that's that's
1: one ugly Blake bird. (laughs) Yeah, they're pretty much like little pterodactyl things, but they've got like saws for nose So they will, like, they grab a guy at one point and, like, go straight through him and saw, or, like, through his arm. Those things are freaky. And that's the majority of what And then, of course, the school crawlers, which are super scary and are, like, I love that the emphasis on, in these movies, is not humans versus Mm. one monster. It's human surviving monsters fighting.
0: We also see a triceratops skull.
1: Just, like, casual
0: triceratops. Which feels kind of more like a callback, callback to Peter Jackson's Skull Island, which is more dinosaur in inspiration. A lot of the monsters there, or dinosaurs. So yeah, that was that was actually my third positive point. Just the diversity of kaiju in this island.
1: Yeah, great. Um, final uh, negative thoughts. John Goodman feels wasted in this film. I agree. Yeah. I forgot how just suddenly he dies. Yeah. Especially Uh, retroactively now that he is this important monarch figure. We just said this whole season with this character. It's taken out because his flash went off. That sucks. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. He's built up as this like very morally ambiguous character Mm -hmm. and he doesn't end up having much of an arc. Like Sam Jackson's character while he's very suddenly killed does provide a specific role in the movie and, and you don't feel like he's wasted yeah, whatsoever. Um, but yeah, John Goodman, one, goes out very unexpectedly. Two, retroactively, the the characterization of him in this movie does not match at all the character that we see in, Un, in Monarch.
0: Unless it's a situation of he just kind of came like this crazy old man to the I government mean, I, after the loss of his I wife. I think
1: there's an interesting way to get from his character in monarch mm-hmm. to the character here but even then his son well uh Hiroshi still
0: would have been around
1: that's true. Dad's just
0: traipsing off yeah. anywhere and so i just feel odd. like
1: they what it's, it's a mistake of monarch that they did not write the character in monarch in a way that matches this character because old man. this character is not talking about a wife who died no this character only mentions that his his Navy ship was attacked by a monster. Yeah. Like his, his motivations here do not line up at all with the character from no. Monarch. And so that's not this movie's mistake. That is Monarch's mistake. But when you're trying to have a shared universe, you
0: add to the, the long list of Monarch legacy monsters, <laughs> mistakes, that's what I of mistakes. were like,
1: <laughs> oh! um, and yeah, so I agree with all that. Um, But. uh, Yeah, I, I would say, generally my big summary of my negative of this movie is I can't quite put my finger on it. There is something missing in this movie. And it's probably that main character slot. Mm-hmm. But while I like all the pieces of this movie, I like a lot of the performances. I think it looks great. I like how gross and creepy it is. Um, I think it generally... I love the the Vietnam War aesthetic to it. I find myself every time I watch this movie a little bit bored in the middle. Mm. And I, I think it's because... While I think Godzilla 2020, uh, 2014 has a very specific purpose to it, you know what everyone's trying to accomplish—the monsters and the humans. While I love Kong fighting the monsters, he doesn't have a specific objective, and he ends up having the moment where he saves Brie Larson. Your classic Godzilla—it comes out of nowhere. Does make does not make any sense, and is one of this movie has. And he f- he kills the Skullcrawler while she's in his palm. What happens his, is he has her in his palm. The skull crawler yeah. jumps on his hand and, and like eats his swallows his hand, and then he pulls his hand out, also grabbing its guts. That that she fine. should totally be dead by that point. So I would say the movie. While I like it a lot, honestly, I would have said pre us rewatching the last two, I would have said this probably my favorite in the series. As of right now, I think Godzilla 2014 feels better to me because it feels more focused.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I like any individual element of, of this movie. Cast. Yeah. Smaller focused. Yeah. I, I just think that this one, while I like more things in it, I would say that like the points of this movie, I would say it has higher highs potentially than Godzilla 2014. Godzilla 2014 feels like a more solid movie, whereas this feels like a collection of elements that doesn't quite come together for me for some reason. Uh, do you have a final like thought
0: so, there were a few things I wanted sorry no please please <laughs> there were going. a few things I wanted to talk about and I'm gonna talk about this more with Godzilla versus Kong because I have many criticisms over that movie but I'll leave it for then but something that always just kind of I don't know if it doesn't sit right with me I think the ewi are so interesting I I, I want to know more about them but I also find it a bit interesting that their trope is they don't talk which feels like it leans a little into the silent indigenous trope i don't know if that was intentional or totally unintentional or maybe it was a we have no idea what language they would speak so maybe we're not going to give them we're not going to butcher one sure to give them one which is you know that that that's fine so that's it that's interesting i think um, Hank Marlowe's relationship with them is really special. Yes. They took him in and when he leaves they don't, he doesn't say anything. Or they don't say anything to him. Yeah. Um, But he, you can tell that there is not a grief, but he, he's going to miss them or at least some form. This has been his life for 30 years uh, or 20 years, however long, probably like 30 something, 25 years. And I his the performance is just amazing so i don't know it's interesting the other thing i noticed was that um when we go to the ewe's like city you know there's that big wooden um wall to keep the school keep the school crawlers out essentially and all the other things out of school island when we first encounter the ewe they're in a jungle that has stone ruins and the thing that really interests i'm I'm going to be real <laughs> nerdy. The thing that interests me is that there are carved stone arches. And we don't see any of that architecture in where the ewees live. It is more kind of like huts. Okay. And there's a part of me that's like, were the ewees chased out by the school crawlers? But the school crawlers have always been there. Is, does this allude to a different civilization that was run out of the jungle uh, it, I mean, it alludes to a previous civilization. I'm just curious, is that the iwi? Is that another group that maybe assimilated into them or maybe due to the dangers of Skull Island, that's what they were forced to move. I don't know. Either way, I just thought it was interesting. There were built stone curved archways and architecture that did not match hmm. the current people of the island. So anyways, that's just me being a nerd. Um, <laughs> The other thing that I thought was interesting is, so this is kind of where... I do like this inch. So like they go for a quote unquote geological survey. Randa knows that there's big monkey there. Um that kong is there, but they're also looking for hollow earth things. And I don't know how clear this is. It's very clear after King of the Monsters, but something that I think is um interesting. I don't know. And this is this is maybe just me like thinking they're depth testing. And it's confirmed, you know, the earth is much more hollow here. That wouldn't have been the Hollow Earth. That would have been probably what we had seen Axis Mundi. So there's a party yeah. that's like, are they? Is he test? Is does he want to test? Just maybe where like various places in the cross where it's hollow. Uh, maybe he wants to try to find his wife and friend that are lost in Axis Mundi at that time. Um, I don't know. It is interesting having watched Legacy of Monsters. And then going back and watching the other movies and seeing how they're building up to the Hollow Earth.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um.
0: And also, so I can't remember his name, but he's the scientist that's kind of working under Bill Randa. Yes. Um, he talks about how he had the first idea of the Hollow Earth theory and everyone laughed at him, but Randa was the only one that believed in him. And honestly, that makes sense because Randa saw that first he saw that firsthand. Uh-huh. Maybe he didn't go down there, but he knows it's real. Mm-hmm. He didn't think that kid is crazy because he's probably like, I lost my what? No. Um, but so, I don't know. There, Like I said, I think it just kind of leans into the, there's so much more Bill Randa that I wish we could
1: have seen. Sure, sure.
0: Um, I feel like that was kind of most of all of my things.
1: Cool. Um, obligatory... Actors that are in this, that are in other things we cover. Obvious ones, Samuel Jackson. He's Mace Windu. Uh, John Goodman is one of the Transformers um, in the last two movies. Do you remember? He's the big guy. He looks like John Goodman.
0: Oh, he's Hound. Yes. In, uh, tra- uh, in, sorry, I was thinking about good Transformers media. He's Hound <laughs> in Transformers Age of Extinction and um, The Last night.
2: Yeah. He doesn't like John
0: Goodman. He's, he's in Cloverfield, uh, whatever, Lane. There, weirdly
1: enough. Um, he's solely in Monsters, Inc. <laughs> yes. Um, so Thomas, is it Thomas Middleditch? Thomas Middleditch. Oh, he's just a voice in this. That's why I, did, I, I saw him in the cast. I didn't see him. I don't know where the voice is in this movie, but he's also one of the scientists in Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Nice. Which is pretty funny. I don't think he's been in anything Transformers. No, uh, I think that's about it. I'm not really uh, seeing anyone else. There is an actor who was a voice in all in the most recent All Spark cartoon. He also has a small part in Revenge of the Fallen. So they mean Earth Spark. Earth Spark. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, I haven't um, heard of that one. My final thought. I I would say ultimately, while I love the nastiness of the movie, I love how scary it is, how fun it is, that it feels like a really good monster movie. The Vietnam element's great. The performances are great. The movie ends on a sincerely touching note. Oh, uh, I cry every time. <laughs> With Hank Marlowe finally returning home. There's early on when we meet him, he says, I don't expect my wife. I've got a kid back home, but I don't expect them to be waiting for me. And there's another moment where he says something like, it, you got, Oh, you all look as good as a beer. And a hot dog on Wrigley Field on opening day. <laughs> Finally, the representation and I deserve. <laughs> the movie ends and the credits roll, and while the credits are rolling, we see like home footage of him on like on Super Eight film of him returning home, and his wife and son are there. And she and, didn't move on. And he gets to sit and watch a baseball game on a television. Cubs game,
0: get it right.
1: <laughs> I said a baseball game, uh, and he gets his beer and his hot dog, and that was not shot until much later on. Um, it's so good. And then uh, that's.
0: He it's just, just so because honestly, out of all the characters you want to make it out, you want him to make it absolutely. out. Absolutely. You don't care. I I feel like by the time Hank Marlowe comes in, you don't care about anyone else. You
1: want Hank to make it out. I think he he's the really, most compelling. He really offsets the nastiness of the movie because I think if he died, you'd be a little pissed at the movie for killing him. And
0: I think there's a great contrast of how I guess people react to war and horrible things between uh, Colonel Packard, who is Samuel L. Jackson's character and hank marlowe uh-huh everything he went through on school island i think there's a very interesting contrast on i don't know how war impacts people but anyways sure. very good such nice balance because you have crazy army guy who just wants revenge and then you have the other guy it's like i was able to it well actually because you see it colonel packard hates kong he just wants to destroy kong yes. He, he's, he just wants revenge. And then you have this story of Hank Marlowe and Gunpei, who, despite not even knowing each other's language, out of a necessity to survive, survived together and became friends. They built that boat together that helped everyone escape. Gunpei never got to see it, which is heartbreaking. But yeah. it's just oh, such good contrast. And then there is a short after credit scene.
1: Oh, of yeah, I totally forgot about this, yeah.
0: Conrad and Brie Larson. can't remember her name. Um, Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson, they are in a interrogation room, and they are, like, you know, they're demanding to be let out, and then the kids, I can't remember their names, kids scientists and another gal who had been with the quote-unquote geological survey welcome them to Monarch, essentially, and they start showing that kind of like old footage you see at the other monsters are like there are more out there kong is not the only one and it kind of it starts i feel like this is where it starts that uh oh this is an
1: expanded universe kind of series yeah totally and it and it felt at the time it felt like are they teasing a sequel to this movie because Mm -hmm. i don't think they're gonna set like what are they gonna do like there's, are they going to go back to school Island and think they never made a sequel to this, thankfully, Kong but though school Island retroactively, electric you would think this is what the Monarch TV show should have been is really? these characters. Yeah, really starting Monarch. Like this feels like where Monarch yeah. really started, not way back in the day, but here. Yeah. Like, I know you probably wouldn't be able to afford these actors, but it does feel like the place you said it. They
0: got, well, cause they got Kurt Russell. Yeah. Um and his son. But so that was, well, and then it, it, you know, we're like, oh, is this a shared universe? And then you end with the classic Godzilla scream. Yep. And it's like, yep, we're getting we're getting a Godzilla and, extended and the, universe. And on the
1: wall is a cave painting of Godzilla fighting Ghidorah. a three-headed dragon, Ghidorah. Um, and that will be next episode. <gasps> Let's go! Maybe. So we're excited <laughs> so, for that. Well, Stay tuned for Godzilla King of Monsters. King
0: of the monsters. Thank you.
1: Uh we put move some, on to put some
0: respect spec on his name. We move
1: on to meme minute, but is it longer than a minute? But it is longer than a minute, normally. Shmeme, uh, but is it longer than a meme parsec or meme astroseconds Shmeme, or a meme uh how far Kong can throw a a, a tree through a a uh a helicopter. <laughs>
0: Anyways, we're going to talk about something funny now. I do have something funny. I have all of my things are funny. Um, You have videos. Yes. I have videos. Anyways, um, I just found this on Twitter. And so it's captioned. This is how I make my tweets, by the way. But this is a scene edited from Oppenheimer. Um,
1: (laughs) Oh my God. It's only about
0: three seconds. Someone
1: has edited
0: chopper from chopper working show.
1: on what is
0: this is when he's sifting through all of his stuff
1: uh-huh in the oh from ahsoka yeah, yeah. and Work, it is he's working on the what is that i don't the atomic remember what that, bomb core it, it, it's it's the thing that they used in uh the trinity test yes thank you and it's and it's all the other
0: scientists moving on it and
1: chopper it's so I, I so this is a clip from original Transformers, uh, Transformers D1, but I don't remember what it is, so we'll see.
0: Oh, I've never seen anything this beautiful
1: in the entire galaxy. All right, give me the bomb. <laughs> Did I send that to you? No. <laughs> I, I, I sent just, that, beautiful beautiful that to you. I just galaxy. found it. All right, give me the bomb. And that's Ultra Magnus in his ongoing head empty no thoughts. <laughs> head empty no thoughts. I uh, just love that clip.
0: Um this is a TikTok and it's captioned a completely normal R two D two.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a very much a close up on a Lego R two D two that it zooms out and his legs are like been extended eight, eight or nine times longer than his a bunch body. Bunch of
0: blocks added to him to make him cool.
1: It. Um, so this is a clip of. Leonardo DiCaprio from his most recent film, uh, *Killers of the Flower Moon*. I need to watch that. And the caption says, uh, "I think it just says General Grievous." I like red. I like white. I like blue. I like all. Of them. <laughs> don't matter to me. I'm greedy. <laughs> it like says, red, "What's like your favorite blue. lightsaber I'm color?" What is Grievous. he
0: talking about in that clip? I don't know. I'm <laughs> don't. afraid to. <laughs> I'm afraid to know. <laughs>
1: Found that very funny.
0: All right, it's a meme time.
1: Uh, I got one more video here. Oh, three videos. Uh, This one's real fast. Mm.
0: Lifting that much weight
1: will for sure transform your body. (laughs) I've seen that one. So it says, lifting that weight will sure transform your body. And this guy is pulling on a rowing machine. I think one of
0: our mutual friends sent that to me.
1: (laughs) And he's doing the rowing machine, and then it breaks, and he falls backwards, but then they... (laughs) Somehow animated it <laughs> so that he transforms into uh, Optimus Prime's oh, truck, so good, and he drives away. Ah, it's it's uh, so, so so it's so fast and so unexpected and so well edited. Like, but like, it's very low quality, so the editing doesn't have to be that good. But it, it lands so well. I love it. Oh, so good. All right, what's your schmeme?
0: All right, this is uh, Anakin's hair on Sad Wojak. or no withered wojack um i see i'm having visions that my significant other is going to die in agony my second surrogate father might be a mortal enemy i can't get over my mother's atrocious murder wojack yoda cringe
1: (laughs) (laughs) dang dude um take a shot it's a spongebob reference uh, oh, look, it's a picture I took of you the first time I ever came here. Look at you, so young and happy. And it's uh, young Shaw. Uh, where do the years go when it's old Shaw? I feel like you made that one. You want to double down and guess it right now? No. I just like, I think this is so good because you have, they're both wearing a little hat, but you have Shaw, little like, little in hat? his, he's smiling. His and he's got, if you've never seen the cartoon... It's Spongebob visiting the grocery store and he's got the picture of the guy and he's all happy. And he, right the and he takes the photo down and the guy's there is all sad and, and <laughs> <laughs> too good. All right. What else do you got, Rachel? Text from your boss. Hi, where are you? And the picture he sent is... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, clearly a shot from a classic Godzilla movie. It
0: is. Um, and it's just a picture and, it looks, and what it looks like, it's supposed to be like a... Um, like a amusement park. And it's the actually the base of a secret lab. But anyways, it looks like it's a scene from one of the original Godzilla films. <laughs> Understandable. Take as much time as you need.
1: <laughs> so this is relevant to something. I think we talked about this like almost immediately after we recorded last week or right before uh, Prince Charles was diagnosed with cancer. The headline <laughs> says, What does King Charles' cancer diagnosis mean for Prince Williams?" And this has uh, a battle droid well i guess i'm in charge now <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's a little funny <laughs> um
0: this is this is a tweet screenshot the monsterverse is teasing jesus christ to be godzilla's final rival It has uh-huh. two images the first one one of one of the iconic shots really from uh king of the monsters where ghidorah is on the volcano and he's all stretched out he's doing the cry and it pans back and there's like a cross in the forefront Uh and then the other one is a screenshot from one of the trailers of a fight in uh rio de janeiro
1: (laughs) Um, with the the big jesus Jesus. (laughs) yeah that that's the final monster big jesus (laughs) it's like
0: it's like when god of war came out and the jokes were that kratos was going to take on jesus but they weren't actually going to fight because he was going to realize the all empowering forgiveness by
1: Christ. <laughs> it's really funny that yours is Jesus related because my next one is it's a screenshot from a cartoon. I don't know what it is, but um it's a VHS that says Jesuszilla, Son of Godzilla. Oh <laughs> and it's this poorly drawn like oh. monster with a face. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> I can't believe we've never made this joke before. This is such an obvious joke. Oh my
0: gosh, I can't believe we have it. Who Jesus- are we?
1: Jesus, son of Godzilla. <sighs>
0: Great we got to turn my in our Christian cards.
1: <laughs> uh, what else you got?
0: We are going to beat you to death.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a bunch it's of just classic a bunch of Godzilla. People in Godzilla suits. Interesting. Good reaction. One of my heard. favorite formats. Um, This is the classic Star Wars poster, but over all of the characters, you just have one big seal. And. Uh, most of the letters for Star Wars have been blacked out, and it just says r r r r so dumb
0: <Ooh. laughs> oh. oh hold on i gotta um so <laughs> oops i lost it uh me creating new accounts to get f- one month free trials and it's just different iterations <laughs> of <Gagen laughs> from the
1: godzilla man he's got some very different versions
0: he does so i fun. would kind of like love to see him in a legendary verse but how would you I just, describe
1: how he looks <laughs> he's a bizarre looking creature he is a
0: bipedal um similar in build to godzilla but he is like metal and fleshy. He's got a red visor. He's got a beak looking thing with two um almost ext- mandibles but they yeah, big claws. Mandibles and he's kind of spiky and his hands are basically scythes.
1: And he's also got one coming out of his forehead, doesn't he? Yeah he does. It's like a sp- <laughs> the visor unicorn. is what gets me. Yes.
0: <laughs> see that's like I would love to see something like this in legendary verse. It would look terrible.
1: <laughs> depending on how they did it. So I think we referenced this on a recent episode of the buff Star Wars toys from the nineties because he'd look like He-Man. Will someone Photoshop Luke to look like what he would look like if he was actually that buff? And it's very unsettling. <laughs> so obligatory uh, visual meme there. What else you got, Rachel? I'll become a furry for you. And it's just... It's a, it's a Valentine's Day card, and it's... Uh, agent callous and zeb <laughs> all the great phenomenal thank you i hope you didn't make that we might be deleting this podcast if you made that so this is one um uh, from episode four saying he was the best star pilot in the galaxy and next to him is r4 his red oh, astro droid no. uh and a cunning warrior and he's like shocking um some jawas is it, uh, isn't
0: that from uh
1: that's from clone wars it looks yeah. like uh and he was a good friend. And he's just oh, it's him with his head ripped no. off from episode three. <laughs> no. Which this also kind of correlates with the the joke of uh, Oh him saying, I don't remember owning any droid. And R four. Am I a joke to you? <laughs> All right. This
0: is a picture of Godzilla Minus One holding a sign that just says, I am rapidly approaching your destination.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. That's frightening. That's really funny.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm I definitely husband. want to
1: send that to you whenever I'm like on my way <laughs>
0: Next. That's, that's the only thing we send each other when we go watch movies or go to buy so, <laughs>
1: so we all know that one of Rachel's favorite meme formats is really right in front of my crab brain goons <laughs> but this one is really right in front of our lord and savior Jesus Christ and he's holding <laughs> a photo of episode Obi-Wan. 2 Obi-Wan <laughs> oh so good I've got two more memes. (laughs) I got four. Okay, give me two. All right, wait, right?
0: Yes. Okay. Never ask a woman her age, and it's Carly from G One. This is Transformers. Oh, interesting. Never a man his salary, and it's Spike. A collector, how much he paid for an item in front of his wife. Uh Picture of his friend. Relatable. (laughs) Um. I've only had Ezra for a day and a half, but if anything happened to him, I would kill everyone in this room and then myself. <laughs> is that image from is it Bro- is Brooklyn 99? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like we we simultaneously had that same feeling of live action <laughs> as soon as he showed up. We were like, this is live action Ezra. He's this, great.
0: This is this is the boy.
1: Um another purely visual meme that I really just want to get a visual reaction out of Rachel.
2: <laughs> i hate that <laughs> oh. um, it's the episode
1: one poster but it says there are too many of them what are we gonna do and every character every human character has been replaced with uh the little boy's face and from instead S3. of
0: maul's eyes it's anakin's
1: oh, oh. yeah oh. but like it's qui-gon with a beard but it's the mm. kid's face with the beard and things i don't oh, like so that funny. That's uncomfortable so funny all right give me two more <laughs>
0: It's okay to murder people but it's not okay to disrespect women by the way and it's a picture of Clone Wars Mall.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ha. Interesting. I, well, I guess he is from a patriarchal I mean, matriarchal. A matriarchal society. So. It's
0: funny because he calls um, Ahsoka, I think he calls her Miss Tano or Lady, Lady, he Lady calls Tano. Calls he Lady Tano. calls her Lady Tano. Yeah. Bro drinks his respect <laughs> women. Um, if you don't love me at my, then you don't deserve me at my. And it's a picture
1: of <laughs> so old. It's, it's really poorly made old Godzilla and then modern Godzilla. <laughs> Very, I like Godzilla. that one. I like that one. Uh, man arrested after stealing from pizza hut for not getting paid. And then it's just uh, an image of the one, the blue bounty hunter time to Jay. pay up hut. I don't work for free.
0: Cat Bane. <laughs> yeah. The blue bounty hunter.
1: What a, what a great reappropriation of that joke. <laughs> time to pay up hut. I don't work for free. All right. Any other memes? No, that's it. good stuff. So it's at this point that, uh, each of us shared all these memes. Each of us made one meme secretly. We are not going to guess which shmeme the other one shmade.
0: I really feel like it's the Kurt Russell, Lee Russell one. Because who is making memes about modern legacy of monsters? You know, who, if you
1: dig deep enough, you will always find who else Who else
0: watched it? Who else outside of us watched it?
1: Hey, if someone's writing an article asking... Uh,
0: but it's Screen Rant. They write about anything.
1: That's true. That's true. I briefly wrote for Screen Rant. And, uh, oh <laughs> shoot! It. Uh, yeah, they. Yeah.
0: Now they're just gonna Google you in Star Wars and then are find <laughs> your last name. <laughs>
1: Uh, While well, we're waiting on Rachel to send me her Just memes, I'm okay. Have anything in this podcast. <laughs> um, as always, thank you to Caleb Jacoby for our excellent new intro music and our classic outro music. Yeah, love you, <laughs> Props to Rachel for our artwork and Twitter account at Rebels Robots Pod. Props to Cameron for our Facebook account. Why'd and, you cringe? That was like a fake, it was a bad smile. Oh. Uh, and shout out to our editor, Athena who's been mostly She's been in the corner non-disturbed. Well, she my... did briefly come over here and look at her water, disappointingly. Oh,
0: she did get a snack, though.
1: Okay, which one did Rachel make? Uh, Really? Right we're from going the to beat one? you to death. Seems very you. I'll become a fur. I think I've seen that one. I am rapidly approaching your destinations. Really funny. You... The... Hmm. If you don't love me at my... Old Godzilla, then you don't deserve me at my new Godzilla seems very you.
0: Did you make this one?
1: I did. Okay. I did make the SpongeBob <laughs> make the Shaw SpongeBob one. one. That is like popped in my head while I was working it's this so last good. week. Thank you. Uh, this is hard. Uh dang. There's there's a couple in here that really seem like you. Rachel vibes. I am gonna guess. This one, if you don't love me at my old Godzilla. You're wrong. Man. Ah, dang it. Um, is it, we're going to beat you to death? It is not. Oh, dang. Is it the text message one? It is not. Dang. Okay. Um, is it the free trials one? It is not. Whoa. Uh, is it the, rap- I mean, rapidly approaching It is thing. not. Dang. <laughs> Holy crap. Is it the Ezra one? It is. <laughs> wow. Took me deep into it. I think
0: I, I am not going to lie. I was collecting my memes for this week and I was like, man, these are all look like ones I'd made. <laughs>
1: well, there you go. I did not do a thing where I made a bunch. <laughs> the one like <laughs> I did that one time. Yeah. Uh, this, I just typed in clones into my computer. Clones. I just don't know why. I am going to beat you uh, to death. <laughs> that uh, is that
0: is very on brand.
1: These were good, good games. Good memes. I, I mean. got
0: worried you were going to guess the furry one. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, no, I've i I've, I've not, seen that one before. I did not make that one. I did
1: not I did not seem like exactly your sense of humor to think of that. Well, so week twenty two. Got a
0: point.
1: I'm at twelve and eleven. Rachel is at fourteen and eight. Let's go. Uh very nicely done. Very nicely done. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh not our longest episode, I think. No. I think we're gonna come in just under I forgot to look and see what our longest episode is, but I don't think this. a is... So we we got that in nicely. We covered a lot of ground today. Throw back to last episode when we thought we didn't record. At the very end, there was a I I briefly thought that the uh the file was corrupted. <laughs> um But thank you so much for joining us. Uh we will be back in two weeks with the next two episodes of Bad Batch Season 3, as well as the very excellent Godzilla King of King Monsters. Monsters, and as of right now, we are planning on having a guest on that episode. Woo! Uh, so we'll see if that pans out. But that a is geast. the plan as of right now. I have not checked with him in like a month, so I need to check with him to make sure he's still good with that. Uh, but yeah, hey man, you so... still up for Godzilla? <laughs> um, give us something to to read on the pod. Leave a review, tweet, or DM us memes or opinions. Uh, And this is Cameron and Rachel signing off saying, listeners, you look as good as a hot dog and a beer on opening day at Wrigley Field. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. Good night, everyone. Can open cold one right on mic. Oh, good. <laughs> that is some good crispy audio. You don't to spill it on my laptop,
0: Cameron. I put it on the table.
1: That and if it spills, it'll spill on my laptop. Hold on. Uh, oh, <laughs> and half of our subscribers just unsubscribed. All two of them? Yeah, exactly. We're now <laughs> down, down to one. <laughs> Who, who left, uh, Megan or, or Caleb or your mom? My mom. <laughs> yeah, your mom definitely would be out, huh?
0: Caleb couldn't because this is a not-sponsored Pepsi.
1: <laughs> you got it back in. He was about to shut <laughs> off, but you got it back in.